Well, hello, people of Defend the House, and welcome back to another Big Roundup podcast. I got it. That's the name. I think so. I can never remember the I name. I did it. I believe you. Um, I don't know what period of time this is. It's like June, July, probably just those yeah. two months, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. And we are going to be talking about The Last of Us 2, or Last of Us Part 2, uh, which should be, you know, a nice brief chat. It's a Naughty mm-hmm. Dog product. You know what it's like. It's a 10 out of 10. Easy. That should be like five minutes. And then we'll yeah. go really, really, really deep into Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, which, you know, no idea what that game is. Aside from it being Assassin's Creed in Japan, which looks pretty appealing. I can, yeah. I mean, I've definitely played it already because we're not recording this in two different chunks and releasing it three months later. Uh yeah, well, you don't break the illusion, dude. Sorry. Uh, anyways. <clears throat> um, before we go into The Last of Us Part 2, mm-hmm. um, we are going to be openly talking about uh, one part of the game which Naughty Dog really wanted to hide away, and that was mm-hmm. the format of the game. Um, we assume this video will be going out uh, like late July, maybe even early August, so... If you are into The Last of Us, Naughty Dog, you have most likely played the game at this point and gotten to the thing that we're going to be talking about. Uh, It's been online. It was leaked even before the game came out. It's a big talking point of the structure of the game. And I don't even think that it's really a spoiler. I kind of think people should actually know about it before actually buying the game. Because it's, you know, kind of a big thing. I'd say uh, it's a little bit of an MGS2 situation. Yeah, uh, and when I found out about it, it wasn't like a, oh, wow. It was no, more like, it was like oh, oh, yeah. That, okay. Um, okay I, I, it was like, right. oh, I get it. I guess I'll do that. Uh, but what we are talking about is that you play The Last of Us 2 as two different characters in two halves of the game. You play the first half yeah. as Ellie and the first half as a secondary character called Abby. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not like the first game where, you know, you play a portion of the game as Ellie and most right. of it is Joel. It's like pretty much 50-50 Ellie Abby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We won't go into who Abby is into a uh, story section, a story part of our review that we're going to leave, you know, further in so that if anyone is trying to avoid uh, spoilers still at this point, I mean, Jesus Christ, if you're on the internet still trying to avoid spoilers... Uh, at this time period, like July and August, good luck to you. Uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I mean, if you've got this far, you probably shouldn't yeah. be listening to a two-hour chat on a niche gaming podcast about The Last of Us Part Two. But, you know, we'll do it just in case. Just in yeah. case. Yeah. But uh, we are going to dive deep into spoilery story discussion. Um, but first, uh, I'm just going to lay out how I feel about The Last of Us, you know, just kind of... Wait, off. before you do that, I okay. wanted to mention okay. something really quickly. Go ahead. This is a fun fact, a fun lore fact for the DTH lore. Our first ever, ever gaming review chat podcast recording thing mm. was about the original Last of Us. Oh, yeah. We recorded it in pretty much right around this exact time of year. In fact, I'm going to go into my archives here. Did we ever upload that? And it was so, no, it was recorded as our way to figure out format and also <laughs> yeah, that's true. uh you know and also um like the the tech and all that because we hadn't done it i have it here let's see it was on 
July 18th, 2013 was when we recorded that. Wow. We did not even know each other's names. How wow. adorable is that? Um, That's so crazy. And no, it was never released because it is just terrible. Um, <laughs> your, I have your, I have our raw audio files. Yours is Last of Lumpy. That's how it's named. It's one hour and one minute long. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. I know. It's adorable. Ah, a different uh, time. Anyways, I just, I remembered that the other night. And I thought it was cute. And I also think it's crazy that it's been seven years that we've been doing these. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, a, that's a good segue. Because, you know, transitions yeah. into our opinions of The Last of Us. Yeah, um, I want to hear a high-level summary from each of us of how we feel about this video game. Because I'm desperate to know. Desperate. Well, I was going to talk... I'm talking about The Last of Us 1. You talking about The Last of Us 1, Oh, right? oh sorry. Okay, yes. We're still on the first game. Oh, yes. you want a summary before... Okay. I'm not sure. No, 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 no. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? I'm just going to, you know, set how I feel about the franchise, about Last of Us 1. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, The Last of Us 1 is my favorite story game of all time. Uh, The only thing that's come close is Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm a big uh, character person. That's what really drives narratives for me. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll see after I've beaten my second PC playthrough of uh, Red Dead. I'm going to have to figure out where it sits next to Last of Us because I just replayed Last of Us 1. Uh, literally finished it the day before I started The Last of Us 2. So, so fresh in my memory. Um, and I think The Last of Us 1 still really, really stands up. Uh, which is yeah. obviously not surprising, you know, when it comes to video games, stories don't age. Uh, it's the tech around it that ages. And uh, I think I said to you on Discord, the only thing that really was getting on my nerves was the zombie combat. There wasn't a lot of options to take them on, really, except for punching them, punching them in the face or landing a really difficult headshot on these things scrambling towards you. You needed a shiv to take out clickers. It, the zombie combat in The Last of Us 1, when I replayed it, I did not like. Um, and that's all I have to say, because, you know, that will come up. That will come up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think the first game is pretty fantastic. Uh, I wouldn't say it's, like, my favorite story ever, but it's high up there, and it's very, very good. And, you know, it was... Uh, game of the year for me that year, it was like number three or four on the top 10 of the generation list. And I think that still holds true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, I remember replaying it on hard when the remaster came out and our, which was only a year after, uh, it had released. And, uh, I remember really liking the gameplay in that replay. I remember thinking it was like a really, uh, cause I played it on hard and it was like a really satisfying sort of, you know survival horror-ish experience. And I replayed it. The last time I replayed it was 2018 for the Facebook video, um, which is sort of a review of that game. And the story was still really good in 2018. Uh, That was the last time I played it. I think the human combat actually still holds up to this day. Okay. Because they're predictable. They actually sit still for a second. (laughs) Uh, The only problem with the zombie combat was like if you missed one bow shot... Uh, right. All hell broke loose. There was no way to reset, you know, the aggro. Uh, and it was just frustrating to me. But you know, most of that game, gameplay-wise, actually still holds up. Visuals as well on the remaster, still not bad. Uh, yeah. Fantastic game. Yeah, The Last of Us 1 is a great video game. Mm-hmm. But it's time to transition into The Last of Us 2. And I have never been more overwhelmed by the amount of notes I've had for a video game we've reviewed ever. Like, I'm sweating, looking at I, I do all the also, things. It is also my longest list of notes for a game, yeah. I have so much to talk about. words. <laughs> I, 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 
I mean, a lot of it is story. So yeah, most of yeah. yeah. Uh, let's start off with gameplay changes. I want your high level summary of this game. The whole game. How did you feel? I I want your very basic summary of how you feel about it. I am not gonna give that to you until story. You're not gonna get it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You're not because because come listen. Did you like The Last of Us Part Two? Yes or no? I'm not gonna say yet because to me, to me, The Last of Us is so story dependent that if I say that I like the game or I didn't like the game, that is gonna you know give away what I feel about the story, and the story is the divisive part of the review. The gameplay. No one's talking about the gameplay in Last of Us Two. Everyone's like, yeah. They should know. be, because the gameplay is fucking boring in this game. Okay, there you go. We'll, we'll get. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm gonna. I just want to. I just want to say. I want to say it. I, no. You don't have to. I don't care. I fucking hated this game. <gasps> hated. I hated it. Not just the story. I kind of hated everything about it. <laughs> oh my god! This chat is gonna be so good. <laughs> All right, I'll say it. Uh, I really like The Last of Us Part 2. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I really liked it. Yep. Yep, I, I was it. so bored by this game. Okay. Okay. So let's slow down. Let's slow down. All right. Slow All right, down. please. Mm -hmm. So what I do want to start off by saying is that this is the first time I've played a 30 frames per second game <laughs> in two years. Uh, yeah. And I did manage to climatize visually my brain mm -hmm. got used to it uh but i've never thought that 30 frames a second had hurt a game before it's usually been like a uh, like a cherry on top when i want 60 i'm like oh this would be nice in 60 i don't usually think when i play god of war or red dead on the ps4 i never was like oh man uh, this game's worse because it's in 30 Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know, I want to get your opinion on it because I'm biased, I think, because of how much PC gaming I play. Um, you know, I don't want to talk about my computer, but I don't see 30 very often, let's just say that. Um, and I really struggled for, I'd say, like the first five to six hours because everything looked like slow motion and all the animations just visually looked really rough to me to begin with. And it was, it's really strange, actually, how much that vanished by the end of the game. Uh, but I had to make sure that for the entire, like, five or six days I was playing this game, that I didn't play anything else on PC. Because I was scared <laughs> I would ruin that, you know, me getting yeah. used to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought the first 10 or so hours, I, I, I struggled a lot to just play the game. Partially due to the frame rate, though I'm, I'm definitely not like hypersensitive to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been replaying Red Dead as well and I've been playing it at uh, on at 4K and 30 and I I'm fine with it. I think I most of the time I don't really think about 30 frames per second. I think it was more so the controls for the game that kept hanging me up yes. for for pretty much 10 hours. Mm -hmm. uh, which is my tw my playthrough was 20. So that that was half the game. Yeah. Um, I felt like a bumbling idiot in a way that wasn't fun. Like every fight for the first 10 hours for me felt like it was messy and scrappy and disastrous in a way that isn't fun. Uh, like I, I, I can enjoy, I can definitely enjoy when a fight, you know, goes wrong yeah. and you get to sort of uh, react accordingly. But it was not that. It was like 
I I tried to dodge and I, you know, held the button for too long and then I thought reload was square but it was circle and then I missed like seven shots in a row because the aiming is impossible you know it was stuff like that yeah i fucking told you on discord when i was talking about the zombies and then you were like oh you're just so bad at console games and i was like no (laughs) you don't i mean i I couldn't hit humans in this game either like for 10 hours Mm -hmm. um so this is interesting so you and then the the second 10 half 10 hours of the game the other half of it uh i was a fucking god and just mowing everyone down (laughs) so uh, Yeah. yeah so that's going to be difficult for me to give an opinion on because I have the very un- unfair advantage of have literally playing The Last of Us 1 on hard all the way through before I started The Last of Us 2. Right. So yeah. I was completely used to the controls, you know, how it played. And there is a real sluggishness and a kind of a strange, unnatural prioritization to the combat where sometimes in hard mode, shooting isn't like the best option, especially with zombies. Melee really comes first. And yeah, just getting used to how to pace the combat, how to move, how the AI works. Like, I could kite the AI around uh, like a puppet master in that game because <laughs> I was just so practiced. And the AI hasn't really improved that much. It has definitely improved, mm, yeah. but it's still pretty manipulatable. Manip- is, that, is that the right word? Manipulatable? Ma- sure. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> M- manip- whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What I was thinking is, you remember when Red Dead came out and people talked about how much they struggled to play that game because of the, con- the controls and the like, sort of the animation priority. Um, yeah. I never really like got. I never was. I never really was bothered by that. I think because the game is like super, super slow paced, and when you play it at its own, at the pace that it sort of wants you to play it at, which is what how I wanted to play it, it didn't bother me. But for this. This was the game that made me sort of think or made me think like, ah, yeah, I get that feeling from this. Like something about, I don't know if it's the animations or the response time or just the control scheme, but something about it just never felt like super good to play to me. It just felt a bit Oh, it's, it's got to be the no auto-aim, right? It's console. No, it's, it's not the auto-aim really? stuff. Because it's, it's like the movement and like the time, the like queuing up of like I hit a button. I don't know. It's like when I try to dodge or back up, it's like it takes too long for it to happen. I don't know. It's strange. Yeah, um, I I think it's going to be hard for me to like objectively give an opinion on the combat because I really came yeah. in adapted to some of the nuances and the weirdness of the Last of Us combat. But mm-hmm. I um I liked it. I really liked the combat in the Last of Us. And you know, it's going to be hard to say if that's biased because of the practice. Most people did. Did you like play... it in 2? Uh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Last okay. of Us 2. I really liked it okay, in Last okay. of Us 2. Um there is too much of it. And oh there God, isn't enough of it. Uh, variance in enemies nope. or weapons to kind of pay off uh, yeah. the frequency of combat. And like the the combat encounters are bigger in this game as well. The, you don't really, you get a few encounters where it's like one or two guys, but most encounters really feel pretty similar when you run into a group of like seven to 15 people. And it's kind of the yeah. same, you're going through the same hoops every time where you're, Maybe killing like three people and then eventually you either get bored or you fuck up the stealth and then, you know, gunfire. And it just kind of felt like you're going through the motions a little bit uh, with pretty much all yeah. of the combat encounter. I could have done with more zombie stuff, to be honest with you. I couldn't. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> 20 minutes. Okay, like, you know, the first two hours of this game, you're in the wintry area. Yeah. And about 15 minutes in, you get to uh, a larger bit where you're uh, stealthing up behind zombies mm-hmm. in that in the opening. And about 30 seconds into that, I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything. And I was like, after three minutes of it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so bored of this. Because all you do is walk up behind them, hit triangle, and watch the exact same really long neck slitting or neck popping animation over and over and over again. And... um. I, that kind of a that never really changes uh yeah i'm surprised at how little they did to the infected combat like i it's it's exactly the same well, you have actually, your bottles you can chuck a bottle at one of them and then insta stab them that's new oh that's true you're right that's you new. don't have breaking shivs now you have a perma shiv perma shiv um, as ellie not as uh, as ellie but not as abby um and also oh shit i forgot there's one more thing uh oh uh, uh we got to talk about the dodge uh the dodge is fucking awful the dodge, useless. The dodge does kind of suck man it really it's trash kind of suck um oh god the, it feels awful the problem with the dodge is they did this weird like dark souls ish combat or an attempt at it where some enemies like have slow wind up to their attacks and also some enemies do double attacks and there's no way of reading mm. if they're going to do a double attack. Um, it's just, you know, it's not good. It's not I feel good. like every one of their games, they've tried to make their melee combat uh, a selling point. Mm-hmm. I remember it starting with Uncharted 3. You know, I, I remember I think the E3 demo, there was like the bar fight, right? Yeah. And then Uncharted 4, they improved it even more. And like, it makes for great trailers because it makes for like, a re- it, every, of course, everything looks very cinematic, but in practice, in all those games, you just spam the square button, and yeah. what they added to it now is you hit L one and you maybe dodge mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, and yeah, the melee combat really did not feel good ever. And they, they, there are what two or three like sort of mini boss fights that are just based around that melee combat yeah definitely two i can remember one with uh, two trun- for sure trun- trunchbull and then one with like this outlast looking motherfucker <laughs> trunchbull. <laughs> come on yeah, yeah 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 i know exactly and i guess yeah. the finale of the game if you count that yeah and none of those felt good at all uh yeah um also yeah. you don't really need mm. to dodge that much in this game because i know because you get a lot of materials the enemies are more equipped with pretty good melee weapons and you can fix them and upgrade them so you pretty frequently have a good melee weapon on you or you just shotgun them in the face maybe if you're playing on the hardest difficulty uh but i'll just quickly say i was playing on hard um and this game is easy uh i never played on normal and it's it's extremely easy obviously i I never ran out of anything like bullets Mm. Uh, med kits etc pipe bombs whatever um and just i don't think i died very often in the game either it's just I don't, yeah no, it's I, just not very difficult i don't know if i ever died from like a combat encounter yeah you know? i definitely died from like fucking up a few things like a button press or right, like grabbed right. or something but never i never ran out of health and died mm-hmm. um uh to, to go back to the human combat right i think one of the problems i also had with it so, okay, let me, to be positive for a minute, from the 10-hour mark until about the, like, 
I don't know, for like three to five hours after the 10 hour part, after I figure out how to play the game, I actually w- had a decent time with the human encounters. I mm-hmm. thought they were pretty fun. The like day th- two, day three Seattle stuff as Ellie, those the, like the E3 demo, you know, those those big encounters, uh, I thought were they were pretty enjoyable. Yeah. And I managed to get through them in a way that I found to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're sort of playing it like, you know, you know, exploiting basic stealth mechanics. Oh uh, man, the long grass is uh, maybe a little bit too exploitable. Hiding in that grass for a very long time. Uh, yeah, but you know, I... the yeah, there were like numerous combat encounters sort of in a row where I it ended and I was like, ah, yeah, that that was fun. You know, I I was stealthy for a few minutes. It shit went bad. I grabbed a character, took them hostage. You know, did the usual shoot some guys, sprint around, lose them, and got out of it, and it was enjoyable. And and so there were, there were yeah, there were probably three, maybe five hours where I was having a decent time with the human combat. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that started to sort of bug me is, I don't know if I can hold, I, I don't know if I want to hold, like, super drag the game for it too much, but it's, the game is trying for realism, really, in everything it does, right? Mm-hmm. Or the uh, the veneer of really realism, and and when a game presents itself as being really realistic, and then gives you sort of some freedom in in your approach and execution of that realism, um, games like Metal Gear Solid or Prey, you know, stuff like that, Hitman. Um, when a game starts to be realistic, my brain is like, all right, I'm going to start to try things now. I'm going to start okay. to get experimental because this is so this is trying to be really realistic. And um there's a lot of stuff that I tried after that like 3 to 5 hour mark for a couple hours where I was trying I would get like experimental with the systems and that realism just sort of goes away when I when I started to poke at it. Mm. Um like there was oh yeah okay what like okay the the big the the big tall enemies that have more health, I the first one that shows up, um, I shot him from about three feet away in the head with my revolver. Yeah, and he was yeah. and he was like oh, okay and he didn't die and I was like what the fuck yes I had um, that happen as well it's weird. Yeah, it's like it takes you out of it so quickly. I don't know if I had it happen um, with the revolver, but I had it with the crossbow and with my normal pistol, where those like big beefy bald guys just took one to the head. Yeah, I'm like, what? And the? it's like, what year is it? Um, it's is it like 2007 still? Where oh, this enemy has lots of HP because he's tall and like a <laughs> the bit division. Beefy? It's the division, yeah. Or it's like Batman Arkham, you know, whatever from 13 years ago. Um. So stuff like that, and then like later near the very end of the game, you get to an encounter where there are chained up zombies, hmm. and unless I missed, it's it is possible that I missed here, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. I tried to shoot those chains. Oh right. And you can't. You have to walk up and hit triangle on them, and it's like why? Like a bullet would easily break this chain, and I have a suppressor. I should be able to from a long range shoot it. Yeah, that'd be and, cool. And there, the the first time you meet the scars. There's the, in the foresty mm-hmm. area, there's a guy that they are about to kill, right? Yeah, I tried to shoot that rope as well. I tried to save him. I So what I, I didn't try to shoot the rope. What I did oh. was I tried to very quickly kill the three guys that were around him. Yeah. And I did. I killed all of them in like 
three seconds. And he just switched from being alive to being dead. Like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know, so that's the part of the, the stuff that started to really bug me was like, it's trying for realism. It was giving me like light MGS5 vibes, especially with, you know, the prone crawling around and crawling under things. Um, and then when you tr- when I tried to have fun with it and like take advantage of the realism, none of those things worked because yeah. they just it's like they just didn't think of it. I don't know. It, it's it, a movie. That, you play it their way. Yeah, and that uh, that that was a bummer to me. Um, yeah, it was, it was. And and then so after so I went ten hours, uh, not having a good time. Three to five hours, okay. I enjoyed it. Near the end of those three to five hours, I get annoyed because I'm trying to be experimental. And then for the subsequent, the last chunk of the game, you know, five, seven hours, I just was so bored. And it was just like, I'm not going to bother with stealth. Fuck all this. It's so easy to just sit behind cover and shoot everyone in the game in the head and get through the combat encounters in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, And so I started, that's how I, that's how I did it. And it was... You know, like it's a, it's fine as a third-person shooter, mm-hmm. and it's okay as a stealth game, um, but there's just so much of it, and you never really, it never really changes. Yeah, and you never really get any enough interesting tools, and yeah, yeah. By by the by the ten hour mark or twelve hour mark, you have everything, and you never get anything new. And even when you switch to playing as Abby, like all those tools are just like reskinned. You know, you go from having a, a bow to a crossbow and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, <laughs> it's still playing pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. And uh, I think I, I... I would have definitely liked to see some expansion, you know, some, some mixing it up. Yeah. Uh, instead of just, it's the exact same for pretty much the entire game. Uh, yeah. The weird thing is, is I pretty much agree with you. But I mm-hmm. think because I had the contrast of being frustrated with The Last of Us 1 and specifically saying these problems I had with the combat system and that there was not enough ways to deal with certain situations, uh-huh. uh, I was kind of like elated and excited when I got into The Last of Us 2 and they had delivered what I wanted. You do have ways to get out of uh, aggression. You do have ways right. to counter zombies more often if you uh, aggro them. And... Put a suppressor on the pistol, Joe, just like you asked. <laughs> yeah, I love the suppressor. And I think the reason that obviously helped, you know, not uh-huh. enjoying the combat in one game and then playing a direct improvement of it one day later, that definitely helps. Um, But I, just because I was kind of good at it, I was just kind of right. destroying people the whole way through the game. Uh, and, you know, Ellie and Abby are supposed to be these murderous, crazy women. And I enjoyed... Being that, (laughs) and I, you know, I felt immersed in their characters as I was crawling through the grass and popping a head and then uh, grabbing someone and then popping someone else's head and executing them and then waiting for someone to come around the corner and crushing them with a fucking hammer. Um, Yeah, I I agree with your criticisms and I'm sure most people have similar criticisms. I don't know. Like uh, I I've seen people say this is like one satisfying. of the best playing games they've ever played, and I'm just uh, like, uh, you know. what? Some people like, are silly. It's so, it's you're right, Joe. Joe, yeah, you are so right. Some people are silly. <laughs> um, yeah, my only problem, uh, my main problem, mm-hmm. is just the repetitive nature of it. 
the encounters yeah the, you know there's no that not many differences between the wlf and the scars they whistle and their bows wow it's still the you know the same I, combat. I um it took me until probably the 18 hour mark before i knew the the visual difference between the two enemy types oh the, well the scars have all found the same coats the brown they coat. all have the same coat yeah. yeah but the wolves i i yeah it took me so long to realize which ones i was fighting when aside from the whistling mm-hmm. um and there's really only yeah the the enemy visual variety is is not great and I can't believe that there's only one single new type of infected in the entire game. Yeah, there is, and the shambler uh, is kind. The shambler kind of sucks a little bit. He does. He doesn't do anything. He does He's suck. useless. Uh, I do still really like the zombies in The Last of Us. I think the zombies, you know, in the context of the world, they're fun. I like the the shroom zombies. These horrible parasitic fungi fungus yeah. zombies i just think they're cool uh, and with the improved sound design of the clickers uh and the crazy improvements to the boomer encounters holy shit the boomers are fucking scary in this game oh yeah them breaking through walls and stuff yeah. is, is cool yeah but so uh, there's only what two encounters with them yeah yeah um, but, but the, yeah they're, but they're the shambler is, like it bigs up the shambler in this encounter and they they just suck yeah you just shoot them like I would just pull the shotgun out and just one shot them. Yeah, or, or like one Molotov for me, and maybe like another. Yeah, and they're slow. I don't know. They're, they're, they, they, yeah, they good. were. They really didn't add anything. The design and, is cool, but they're just like not very dangerous. Yeah, and the one enemy that I thought was new and interesting was the stalker, but it turns yeah. out they were added in the Left Behind DLC. And um, doesn't count. <laughs> it does. It does count. Um, they were cool. Yeah. They, you know, they're kind of interesting. Yeah, they, they're um, but... unnerving. You can't see them through walls. And they pop out and jump scare you. Yeah. I like the, I don't know, the like character design and world lore and execution of the zombies. Mm-hmm. I think there's still a unique take on them. I think they're visually interesting uh, and they're creepy and the... And the the clickers sound amazing and yeah. look amazing, and and the stalkers also have a really cool design. Um, so I like I like that part of it, but the the actual playing part of it, uh, they they were the most boring part of the game for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, I, I'm just shocked that they didn't change it up at all. Yeah, uh, and. That actually applies to, like, huge swaths of this entire game for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two is, having not played the original game for a couple of years now, The Last of Us Part Two feels exactly the fucking same as I remember the first game. Like, <laughs> it's a exactly. little bit different. Um, and that really bummed me out because I thought, I don't know, I like, I, you, know, you and I both went into this very, like, with very little knowledge mm-hmm. of the game. We had seen the, you know, the demo from a couple of years ago, the trailer from like last October or whatever. And then I hadn't watched anything or read anything since. And part of the reason I wanted to go dark was to like, see what they changed with the game. And uh, because, you know, the uncharted two, uncharted three leap was incredible. Uncharted three to the last of us was a huge change. Uh, uncharted four was a big step up. Uh, Lost Legacy, they sort of, you know, experimented a bit more with, like, uh, scope, some bigger levels, and I was expecting them to do new stuff, and, and 
I was expecting a lot of improvements and I was like, what? Oh, I wonder what they'll have done with the structure of the game. What will they have changed? Uh, and it turns out nothing. Not like, nothing. They some. did almost nothing some stuff. to this game. Melee combat uh, is like changed and looks really cinematic and cool. What does? Sorry, you cut out. Me- melee combat. Uh, you know. I mean, it looks okay, but it feels like shit. Yeah, well, unless you just like sneak up and sprint up to someone and hit square, that feels cool. It's very impactful and gross. I mean, I remember doing that in the first game where you would pull out your your crafted melee weapon and you would fuck someone up with a swing, and it was it was satisfying then. Yeah. And it's it's still satisfying now. Yeah. Um, I think more what I mean is, I mean it, that applies to the combat for me, but it also applies to like all the other parts of the game, um, outside of story. Okay. Um, like, I, do you want me to just read some of them off for me? I cause I, I will. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should I? I don't know. Like, what, what are you doing? I, I don't know what you're doing. Every fucking time you have, oh my god, Joe! Oh, <laughs> the box puzzles. They, holy shit! Oh, the dude. dumpster. The fucking dumpsters. Yeah, like they I remember suck, being dude. bored out of my mind by the dumpsters when I played the original game seven years ago, and yeah. they were really like, they were like hilarious in Uncharted 4 and then at the beginning of Lost Legacy they look right into the camera and say we're done with these boxes and they were and then they're back in this game again yeah okay they're everywhere still I'm gonna counter by saying that I think the other two variants are puzzles in the environments which is opening the safes uh, and using the rope I really like those two I okay the rope I like yeah the rope I think is okay the safes are I oh, come on, they're fuck. fun. The safes, it's two thousand. It's last gen still. It's like <laughs> oh, there's a safe. Oh, where's the code? Oh, let me turn around and oh, someone's written it in blood on the wall. No, like, there was like mini. It's like that. One of them are like mini puzzles at times. No, they're yeah, not. I, yeah. I that stuff like the safes and even the core structure of the the quote unquote environmental puzzle stuff for me, I'm so bored of it. <laughs> Uh, I like, like the as safes. soon as I got to the as soon as I got to the gate in Seattle in my first session of the game, and it was like, oh, let me figure out how to open this gate, and oh, I climb up here, jump across this one thing, and then have to plug a a, a thing in, and it's like, oh god, they're still doing this. <laughs> I like that this puzzle. Is, I know you do. I know you do because I know you like those things. I knew you would probably disagree, but I remember I remember feeling this way sort of with um, some parts of like Shadow of the Tomb Raider, where it's just like, I think I'm done with this as game design. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to backtrack was... and say okay, that yeah, I have yeah, your back on the dumpster puzzles. I don't like the the door is locked, how do we unlock the door puzzles? Because they're always mm-hmm. the same. Climb through a window, crawl mm-hmm. under a wall, just walk around until you find something. Uh, I didn't like the dumpster stuff. So I, I'm on your side with those. Okay. But I like the safe. Yeah, I I think I'm just I think I just don't like any of that that I the the, the so-called environmental puzzles cuz they yeah. just they're so basic and they just feel like time wasters to me. Like they're just they're just like oh, I guess we have to have you do something other than scavenge and yeah, murder. Pacing. So, I guess you will have to 
look around and find the one thing and do the one thing with that thing to get through to the next area. But look at and... the rope physics, dude. Did you see the rope physics? Yeah. Damn. That's good. You throw the rope over the one pole and then swing across it. And well, like, maybe you okay. didn't explore because I got all the saves and there were, you know, there were some tricky, tricky ones and some... I got all, I got all the saves as well Shit. and... Uh, it was like every every safe I walked up to it I didn't even I just immediately like turned around and then it was like ah okay there's the there's the code got it no there's somewhere like you have to find a phone number and then deduce which part of the phone number you used there was one where there was two neighbors and you had to find their their number the neighbor one was the only one that I was like okay all right there was a few like that this one's decent you didn't do the safes um (laughs) So yeah, I think that's that's probably my biggest problem with the game outside of the story is the fact that it just the whole game structurally feels really old to me. It just mm-hmm. feels really really old and that I've played it like five times already. Uh and it's because I have. Yeah. And um it, it, yeah, and it's just it's surprising to me and and it's sort of like made I don't know. There's just a whole bunch of parts of it that just feel like almost parodies of last gen design. Like the safe stuff for me felt that way. The environmental stuff, especially the dumpsters and ladders felt that way to me. Uh, all of the like collectible notes feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if this the... is um, like a AAA problem of games taking so long to make. This game took yeah. seven years. They well, said. no, they, they, did, they only started working on it after Uncharted 4. I swear I saw seven years, years somewhere. Um, and I, yeah, and it's just like, and, and all the like wall graffiti in this game is just like hilarious. Uh, and it's like, so yeah, just all the, and, and the combat and the gameplay not changing it, it just the whole structure of it all the way through. I was just like, yeah, I've, I know, I know what we're doing here. <laughs> uh, yep. I finished a combat encounter. That means I'm going to walk around for a few minutes and then I'm going to squeeze through a door and then someone's going to grab me and then there's going to be another combat encounter and then it's going to be a cutscene, and then I'm going to walk around with a character and then it's going to be a combat encounter. Like, I I think in my review I said I, I felt like I could set my watch by the pacing and the structuring of the game. Uh, and there's a reason for it. It's because I've played a bunch of Naughty Dog games and they've not yeah. changed at all. But we were talking the other day after watching the preview of Ghost of Tsushima and yeah. everything that we saw in Ghost of Tsushima, we've played like a thousand times, but sometimes you find that stuff comfy and inviting. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's my my defense. I just, I like the, the looting in The Last of Us. I like slowly walking around an environment looking for goods that uh, really vital for my survival in combat. I, I think yeah. on hard difficulty, like it really does incentivize you going out of your way and finding everything that you can. And when I said earlier that I was, you know, full of bullets and stuff, that's because I was really taking my time and looking in every nook and cranny in the environments. Um, and we haven't got there yet, but I really like the openness of some portions of the game. I feel like uh, The Last of Us One felt like a little bit like a roller coaster ride you're just going yeah. forward 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 um and you don't really get to be in the world of the last of us for very long uh and i actually i don't even know if that's a complaint of the last of us one because the pacing of that game is just so good 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was just nice to really take your time in the Last of Us world. It feels lived in. The fact that you can choose to go into buildings or not. And some of those buildings are full of fucking zombies and some of them are just empty. I don't know. It just felt more immersive and lived in with this, uh, this format. Probably my favorite thing that they added to this game is breaking the glass to get into buildings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it makes it feel less like a corny video game where it's yeah. like, oh, how convenient. This window is, you know, painted yellow. Um, instead, you're walking around and I look at a building. I'm like, oh, I can't go in there. And then I remember, oh, right. No, I, I can break the glass to get in. That's yeah. And I, that, I really liked that part of it. Um, and I really liked the first, well, the only big open area in the game. Yeah, what um, the hell? Why was that just gone after that? That was cool. I have no idea. Like that, You so the basically after you get through the intro, yeah. you go into this very big open area like what we saw in Uncharted Lost Legacy. And there you get to just sort of meander around there. There's not really any enemies. There's a few zombie areas. Uh, you get some nice little interactions some a couple there's a really nice like guitar scene Mm -hmm. you go into a bank and like find a a bank heist that happened and went wrong in the middle of outbreak day which is like a great little bit of environmental storytelling i like that whole section and then they never do that again and it just becomes i I agree that the level design i think is actually really good throughout Mm -hmm. uh it's a lot bigger it's a lot more open but it's still after that opening area it is still just a bigger linear hallway you know um but like i i do agree the level design is quite good uh it's it's very sort of interwoven and i it's interesting i felt often like i was getting lost but also that i never was in the wrong place if Mm -hmm. that makes sense like i felt like i wouldn't i didn't know where i was going but I always ended up exactly where I needed to. And I think that's a testament to their level design and how good they are at, at pulling your attention in one direction. And then you turn around and you see something else and you go that way. They're, that This game is like the peak of being good at that. And uh, and it's, yeah, the level design throughout is, is quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish they had more open areas because the pacing of that area was really nice. And I was expecting... Yeah, more of that after Lost Legacy, and it they just, so it's like they, it's like they made Lost Legacy and they had made Uncharted or um, Last of Us two, and then they were like, oh, we should we should put one of these in. Oh, just squeeze it in at the beginning here, uh, because the rest of the game is finished. You know, it sort of feels like an afterthought, uh, which it is, is a shame. yeah, it's really strange that it just you start with the game, uh, you you start the game doing a really open uh, environment with a map that you're marking down, uh, mm-hmm. and then it just vanishes from existence. I was just waiting for it the entire game to come back. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's strange that it doesn't. Um, Not sure what that's about. Yeah, uh, I do have I a couple just... of miscellaneous things. You actually uh, very briefly touched on it. Uh, this is a thing that no one cares about except for maybe me and you. Uh, but I I didn't really like the notes in this game. Uh, no, I, they're fucking terrible. Uh, I really like the notes in The Last of Us 1. They obviously just give context to the world, lots of mini stories about people's blight and their you know, their attempts at survival mm-hmm. and the way pe- different people approached it. And there's a, there's a few of those in The Last of Us 2, but most of them are just like out-of-context blogs about war and people being yeah. in different conflicts between, you know, the WLF and... 
what was the first one before them that are already dead by the time you get there? Fedra and Scars. Oh, and it's Fedra, just people yeah. just reciting like problems and people die. And they're all the same. And every yeah, I have written down here. Every note is like a copy paste of "I went out for supplies." Oh God, I'm bit. This guy went crazy. I have to kill him. Um, yeah, they're all like that. And until like the last quarter of the game, you don't have a lot of context for all of these factions. So half for, no. for half the game, I had no idea who they were talking about, what they were talking about. And when I was just playing as Ellie on a revenge quest, I didn't give a shit. I was like, I don't, I don't care about these people or their their yeah. conflicts. Uh, you know, and it, and it does become relevant later on, but I didn't know that. So, it was, I don't know. It was just weird and not very varied. Uh, and they just weren't giving me uh, world building. It was just giving me no. faction building. And I didn't... Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm, I like reading notes in games. Yeah. Uh, I think they're sort of corny as, a, as like a design trope, but like I still enjoy them when they're good, for sure. Um, even though they may, might not make any logical sense for why people are writing things or recording things, but you know, whatever it's, it's, it's something that I've always enjoyed. And yeah, they, that was just one of the many things in this game that just felt like, it just felt like ancient in its, in its execution and design. And it was so long as well. Jesus Christ. Why are they so long? I don't know. And they never have anything to say. They never have anything to say. It's just like, Oh yeah, this guy sucks. He's dead now. I guess <laughs> yeah. I suck too. And it's like, yeah, I know you suck because everyone in this game sucks. Uh, and every every single thing they do with story and notes in this game is just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah, um, yeah. Keep going with your miscellaneous things because I have some as well, yeah. Um, I don't have many. Mm-hmm. Um, no lock-on with melee combat made trying to fight multiple zombies or enemies like a real pain in the ass i would like swing at the mm. wrong zombie and it doesn't have that like friendly programming where if you're fighting one zombie the other one won't punch you because you're locked into animation with one of them no the yeah. other zombie will just punch you and i don't know if you can dodge the other enemy i don't know it just doesn't just doesn't feel good um and i there wasn't a huge amount of environmental variance in ellie's no. half um, it gets a little bit better in the second half, but in the first half, yeah. it's just kind of Seattle. Just uh, apocalyptic, run-down, overgrown buildings. Gray, green, and rain. <laughs> yeah. I guess day three has a bit more going on because, you know, you're in a flooded area, and that changes the dynamics up a little bit. A little um, bit. And I appreciated that day just because of that. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of, you know, visual... Uh, a lack of visual variance the in the first, first game half. was good about about mixing it up i found yeah yeah and it's like really f- i i in my memory i remember the last of us one being like a very colorful game mm-hmm. um and a surprisingly vibrant view of the apocalypse uh but this is just it's just gray and miserable mm-hmm. and you know i get it <laughs> <laughs> do you do you get I it i get it um, and also, you know, it makes sense for the Pacific Northwest. It's it's very green and it's very rainy. Yeah. But uh, again, I get it. After after like five hours, I was like, okay, like I could really go for and and they do a good job of sneaking some some in there. It's mainly in building interiors. There's like one or two locations. The aquarium is really nice looking. Yeah. The flashback sequence is really great. Oh, the flashbacks. Um, oh. 
but yeah and you know it, it mixes it up a little bit at the end and a little bit at the beginning but it's not it's not visually varied the way i i wanted it to be mm-hmm. which is makes sense um but also is a bit of a bummer yeah uh it's sort of it's sort of um uh enhances negatively enhances the sort of I don't know, you know, just repetitiveness of the combat and the pacing and everything is just like, and we're never changing up the visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just sort of piles on for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I'll let you, um, what do you call it, list off your last remaining miscellaneous items because when it comes down to the gameplay of Last of Us 2, I just, I don't know. I don't really have as much to say. It was just okay and fine for me. Uh, I mostly enjoyed it, found it comfy and easy going, especially after yeah. kind of breaking breaking myself in with The Last of Us 1. And, you know, I just enjoyed it. You know, yeah. I just, I'm kind of more here for the story stuff than the uh, the gameplay when it comes to The Last of Us. Yeah. Well, and I think, and we'll get into it after I list my miscellaneous things off, but I think also the gameplay, in addition to it feeling really old and boring a lot of the times for me, I was also, in, in Naughty Dog games, the story and the cutscenes and the, the set pieces and the moments make it feel like a worthwhile reward for sitting through with the gameplay, even <laughs> though I think like Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy actually play totally fine and, and in fact are kind of fun. Um but they're not amazing. Uh, but you know, they you 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 put up with the gameplay, even though that sounds harsher than I mean it, to get to the story stuff. And I yeah. did not feel that way with this game because this whatever we'll get there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, miscellaneous things. <clears throat> Bite my tongue here. Um, I know you wanted. I know um, you felt this way. Sound design is very good in this Oof, game. Damn um, yeah. My biggest negative with the sound design is that humans have no footstep sounds. It's like call of duty all over again uh, <laughs> yeah i probably had like again. eight times had guys run up behind me and make no noise and i would get start getting meleeed by them um and that felt not great but aside from that the sound design is tremendous uh the hunting rifle especially oof that sounds good yeah i remember uh the first i remember the last of us when i played it um years ago i remember playing it on, on a surround sound system and it was like shocking how yeah. loud the guns were and I love that they're really they're still like super loud in this game, and that's good because guns are really fucking loud. Mm-hmm. And I had to play this uh, game with headphones on because I was worried about my neighbors. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a headphone game for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, you know the clickers you mentioned earlier sound amazing. Oh like, my yeah, god, yeah. sound design across the board is is tremendous. Um, if we're going technical, we should probably talk about the fact the animation in the game is very very good. Oh yeah. The presentation across the board mm-hmm. uh, is exceptional. Of course oh, yeah. it is. Naughty Dog are the best in the business at it. And the the presentation from rendering to animation, everything is is top, top notch yeah. for sure. Looks Except it, for the horse insane. animations, which look like shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, the game looks uh, amazing. Um, I, I, I think Half-Life Alex broke me a bit on rummaging rummaging (laughs) around in cupboards yeah i think prior to half-life alex i was more or less pretty bored with it you know because it it's been around for a long time and then alex was like yes 
there's a lot of rummaging in this game, but it's in VR and it feels really good. And I was there for it. And it, and I loved rummaging in that game. But then now I'm just like, oh my God, this, this cup, there's one cupboard animation open in opening animation in this game. That is so fucking long. And every time she did it, I was like, I wish I could do this in VR. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rummaging is just, it's getting, it's again, it's one of those things where I'm just like, ah. Man, I can't. I love it, dude. I can't help it. I just like looting. I, I wish there were no animations for it, except for in Red Dead, where all the animations are forty-five seconds long, yeah. and I'm I love it. I don't know. It's just strange. I love um, looting. I can't help it. I liked it. Despite all of my problems, I did find the game very easy to play in long chunks. Yeah, me too. Um, and it's something I I put into better words in my review, but like the pacing, as predictable as it is, and as sort of boring as i found it it also is still effective at keeping you engaged right yeah um that that back and forth they're still very good at it yeah oh yeah uh and i would play it for long chunks sort of despite everything about the game i would still play it for yeah, long chunks me too. me too um is is the skill tree stuff was that in the first game um the like yes. pills yes. to buy base okay that was huh i have no memory of that. Um, it's but, okay. wait, how did it work in the first one? Literally, it wasn't on a linear line. I know it wasn't. No, like that. I wish it wasn't a linear line in this as well. How, wait, how did it work? I literally just played it. I can't remember. The Last of Us Two has taken up too much space in my brain. Yeah. Um. Fuck! How did it work? I don't remember. But anyways, I thought it was new, and then I realized yeah. about halfway through, I'm like, no, wait, I. I remember this, the pill symbol from the first game. Yeah. It has to be, it's not new. It's not new. Um, there's a lot of trees in there, but you can't, it's, it's linear progression. And I wish it wasn't. I wish it was just pick whichever one you want because most of them, like there are entire skill trees that I didn't buy any of because all except one seemed useful. And so I just said, oh, whatever, I won't bother. Um, Let's have a, I'm just having a quick look because I really can't remember. Okay. Oh, it was like categories. You had maximum health, listen mode distance, crafting speed, oh, healing speed, right. weapon sway. And it sway, progressed left to right, right? Yeah, and shiv master. Okay. Which make, so you could directly put stuff into you know the ones you wanted, which made sense. Okay, okay, yeah. More sense. I wish it was like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or if it was a fully open skill tree, basically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know why... It was a straight line when certain things didn't seem that related, except for quite vaguely. Yeah, it felt sort of, yeah, it felt very video gamey in a weird way. Mm -hmm. um, I like the weapon upgrading stuff. Yeah. They're not like super useful, but they're good. And I'm, I like that they're there. Was that in the first game? I have yes. no idea. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. It was? Yeah. What the fuck? God, I don't. Okay. Anyways, uh, I like the in combat music a lot. Especially oh, yeah. Ellie's in combat music. It's like Sicario music, and I really... It's good. Yeah. It's like sinister and... Like, yeah. I like that music. It's good. Um, The sniper sequence as Abby. I almost uninstalled the game during that sequence. Really? I liked it! <laughs> I was so fucking infuriated by it. I died probably 12 times in that section. Oh, really? It was so awful. I had to use two health packs, yeah. Didn't die though, mate. Um, I hated that sequence so much, dude. Oh well, my but god! But that's the that's the kind of narrative point. Is that you're supposed oh, to be fuck like fuck you? <laughs> you're supposed to hate that guy. Speaking of what I did like, the Resident Evil section of the game. Mwah. Yes. Yes. Uh, the whole lead up. I love any game where you go 
And he just, and it's like, oh, you don't want to go there. It's really fucked up, dude. It's a move. You don't, we haven't even touched that I, zone. I, I think she's like, the, this counts as like story stuff, like gameplay sequences. Do these count as story? Well, I okay. yeah, I think so. The Resident Evil section was great and I loved it. Oh, it I loved was the build incredible. Up. I loved the payoff. Uh, I was laughing and smiling and just thinking, man, this is so great. Yes. Uh, it's so, like, obviously the Resident Evil section it is, like, so blatant about it, but it's it works yeah. really well and I really like it. Just, I'll just quickly say that that entire day as Abby was my favorite part in the entire game. I really liked the, the skyscraper up and then across the bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then yeah, down yeah. and then the hospital. I That was my favorite uh, part of the entire game. I love that day. Um, I'm just looking. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other gameplay sequences, like the flashback. Uh... Oh, yeah. The allies in this game are ass. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but it just, I don't know, it didn't bother me because I was doing the murdering myself. It bothered me. It, that was part of the realism thing for me. Right. That, that part of that veneer breaking where it's just like, you guys aren't doing anything. <laughs> Yeah. Um. They in stealth, they would just like stand up and run around in front of enemies and not trigger anything. Oh, they did that in The Last of Us One a lot. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So again, that's a thing where it's like I would have hoped they had improved, but they didn't. And and then once combat actually opens up, I they I think they probably killed for me across that entire game maybe six enemies. And um, I was in open combat a lot. I didn't even notice, I'll be honest. I just wasn't really paying attention. It just, it, I, I know, it, I don't know. I just normally don't notice allies. Um, but they really stuck out for me, I think, because of the, the sort of realism and immersion. And the fact that also the allies were supposed to all be real badasses as well, right? Like, even Dina. Dina is like, I was killing people when I was nine. And and, and then in combat, she's just like <laughs> doing absolutely she nothing. She is pregnant, you know? dude. Give her a break. Well, Spoiler. yeah, Oops. spoilers. But all the characters, anyways, it was a small thing. And they were always getting in my way. Every time I needed to like yeah. quickly dip out of somewhere, they were just standing there. And it's not like God of War where he like does this big jump out of your way as soon as you get close to him. Uh, it, they were constantly getting in my way. And it, that is probably the thing that infuriates me most in a game is when you have allies that are getting in your fucking way. Yeah, that did happen to me a few times. It happened a lot. Uh, thankfully, they're, like the allies, I was going to say they're not in it much, but I don't know, maybe they actually are. It's probably close to half the game where you have allies. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but yeah, it was. It, it just it got on my nerves a lot. Um, and I think that's it. Okay. I think that's it. I think to surmise before we move on, um, yeah. I did mostly really enjoy the combat. I'm obviously a bit more tolerant of yeah. older gameplay tropes. I'm just kind of a sucker for some of the things that Naughty Dog does. I like slowly exploring menial puzzles <laughs> and scavenging. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was capable of the combat after, you know, 10, 12 hours of practice with Last of Us 1, so I was kicking ass. And I found it satisfying. I never really had problems with the combat. Uh, yeah, and I just mostly had a fine time with the uh, the combat. I didn't get in my way. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say for me, I had more or less the opposite. It just, it was just sort of the game that I think broke me on the Naughty Dog sh formula. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've just had enough of it. And I think games have, like this gen has seen a lot of really, really cool, um, you know, 
design changes and innovation. And it felt like it was, you know how Red Dead, Red Dead felt like it was made in a vacuum, right? And in, in a way that is kind of amazing. Mm. Last of Us feels like it was made in a vacuum in a way that feels not, that turned negative for me. <laughs> okay. Where it's like, it's like they made it in the Naughty Dog vacuum and, and the only things that Naughty Dog were able to reference are their own three, last three games. And it's like, I don't. It's like they ignored all the things that have been happening with game design this gen, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. made the exact same game again after seven years. And I, I was genuinely had very high expectations and was hoping for a lot of, to see a lot of interesting changes, and there just there just weren't, and that was a big disappointment. And yeah, I think parts of it I enjoyed. Um, my most half of it. I would say I was really bored, and then like thirty percent of it, I would say I actively dislike. So <laughs> that's my breakdown. Okay, I mean fifty, thirty, know. twenty. <laughs> I remembered one other thing to that I just wanted to shout out before we got to story. Okay, um, I just wanted to shout out the accessibility options oh, menu, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I couldn't find a spot to squeeze it in to the review, but it is so good. Mm-hmm. It's insane how much, uh, how many options there are. How many like different ways there are for people to play it who normally wouldn't be able to? Um, the none of that really applies to me, but the the parts of it that I did like uh, is the the difficulty options. You can fine tune basically like every every aspect of the difficulty. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's amazing. I want every game to have a difficulty uh, option menu like this game because it's uh, it's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, it was a small thing. Not too bad when it comes to um, you know us disagreeing, but I'm sure things are about to get a whole lot more interesting uh-huh. as we go into story. So full spoilers here, everyone. Full if you're listening to this spoilers. two months after the release of The Last of Us Part Two, yeah, and you don't want to hear spoilers, then what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> get it's, out of here. It's impossible to talk about this story without spoilers because you know yeah. the game starts with one, basically. Okay. Uh, before we go into story and narrative, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I just want to specifically talk about uh, my favorite thing about the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it under story, but uh, it's a little bit separate from the narrative, kind of. And that is world building. Um, I really enjoyed the deeper look into The Last of Us world in The Last of Us 2. Uh, especially in Abby's Half, because... At the very beginning of Ellie's Half, you're in Jackson, and I was trying to go in every door, and you just can't look around that place, and you just get pushed off, and then you never get to explore Jackson in the entire game, and it really annoyed me. Yeah. Really annoyed it's weird me. That you, it's weird that you can't, because if anything, I would say Jackson is the most interesting thing in that game yeah. from world building, because it's like a, like a completely safe functioning town with electricity mm-hmm. and water and everyone's living in houses yeah uh and there's farming and agriculture and yeah you don't get to see any of it which is a bummer yeah but at least in abby's half you get to see um a look at the wlf and their facility and i found that really interesting especially because in ellie's half they don't really let on to how big they are you obviously mm-hmm. can tell from their numbers that they are a pretty substantial force but when you wake up in the WLF, you realize that it's a fucking army and they're in a stadium. Uh, I just really enjoyed that stuff. I enjoyed some of the 
you know, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, the, the chores and the day jobs of actually just running a facility. They're doing menial tasks and they're talking about doing runs. And this has to get done and this has to get done. Uh, it's not yeah. just about surviving, it's about living. Uh, and I really enjoyed that stuff. And I also, uh, it happens in Ellie's half, but more so in Abby's half, you get a real look into the scars. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of how um, Horizon Zero Dawn did world building, where they had these different factions, and they all had adapted to the apocalypse differently. They had different ways of life, they had different religions, um, and I enjoyed the contrast between the WLF and the Scars. The Scars being like the first really kind of tribal, animalistic, religious group. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed just having a peek behind the curtains and how slow the game took it at time and how more I felt like I was in the world than I did in The Last of Us 1. Mm. That was what I really loved about this game the most. I like the visual aspect of those things. I liked seeing the stadium. I yeah. liked seeing their cool sort of the way they had converted the whole interior of the stadium into like a town with the farm mm -hmm. in the, in the, on the playing field. And I liked seeing this sort of visual uh, style of houses and farming with the scars and that stuff. I think my problem with that as with the with the world building of the factions is that they're not. I, I don't understand or have a good sense of who like what their deal is. Mm -hmm. um, they're just kind of like cliches uh of like the wolves <clears throat> are the the angry military group and the scars are the the kooky religious cult yeah and i i definitely liked seeing the parts of it and i and it was neat to see the way that they were living and the way that they would like get around the uh the seattle area but i never got a sense of uh, and this applies to sort of everything about the game i never got a good sense of like the sort of core human part of these factions because they're just violent murderous assholes you know yeah i do yeah i, and I get I, what you're saying i like i'm fine with the sort of core idea of these factions being pretty cliche and familiar if they go into them and make them interesting, but they don't. And I actually found, I found that very frustrating. I think the, but I do agree thing, that, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think the weirdest thing about the world building in that regard is I actually think they did a pretty good job of showing you the people and their ways, but they introduced the leaders. Uh, well, they talk about the leaders of both groups and they don't really do anything with them. Like Isaac is a no. proper character in the game and he's actually a pretty significant actor who plays him. It's Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, and he just doesn't really. He has do two anything. scenes, <laughs> and then in for the scars, they paint up this like religious lady, a prophet or yeah. whatever, um, and she's not in the game. They they big no, up they for don't ages. explain like anything. Yeah, it's that it's was weird very to me. Weird, it's very weird. And when I found out that Jeffrey Wright plays Isaac, I was like, I was almost more annoyed because Jeffrey Wright is a tremendous talent. Yeah, uh, has wonderful presence in everything he's in, including all the way down to being the hamster guy in BoJack Horseman. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, but he has like two, and he's good in this. He has like, he's like, he's got, I could tell it was him, I, not by his voice, but by his stance. Presence. His like physical stance and like the sort of like sh shark sort of, or bulldog like 
sort of dead eye stare that he gave. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this guy reminds me of Jeffrey yeah, Wright. Yeah. And it turns out it was him. Um, and so he's got a good presence, but yeah, he's, he's in like two scenes and, and he really hates, he really hates those scars. And it's like, but okay, but why? Like, who is this person? You know? Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah. I mean, before we transition into the narrative, that was just one of the aspects of the game. I like it kind of goes back to when we were talking about the open areas of the game that also accentuated yeah. That feeling for me where it just felt more like a world and not like a Naughty Dog roller coaster, you know, cinematic ride this time. And I, like, yeah. I just really yeah. like, I like The Last of Us world. Uh, and it was nice yeah. to finally be in it. And uh, for all the criticisms that people will have of the story and everything else, uh, I think for me, at least that part worked where I got to see people living in the world uh, and how everyone is doing things and how people are doing things differently, etc., etc. I liked it. I liked that part. Mm-hmm. As someone that really likes lore and world building, I wish I wish there was more to chew on with that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and that they weren't all just murderous, vile, reprehensible, god awful fuckos. Well, that's um, yeah, that's the game, which is the entire yeah. That is the game. So we should probably start from the beginning. <laughs> um. So, Joel gets his head bashed in with a golf club. Good. <laughs> so, I'm actually going to talk about this because th- yeah. this is my biggest problem with the, the story. Um, it's one of mine, too. I, well, maybe. I think Joel dying is fine. He's an old yeah. dude and he has made some bad decisions and people getting retribution makes sense. Yeah. But I just don't really feel like killing him off before the game really starts does much. Because he feels, like, when you start the game, he feels like a different Joel. You've missed four years. He's not the Joel you know. And you don't even get a chance to kind of connect with him. So when he dies, it's just kind of like, oh, I guess Joel's dead. And I feel like they could have achieved what they wanted. I feel like the main uh, morality of the game is just about, this game's just about fucking hate. It's just about hatred and hating people. Yep. And I, we'll get into the morality. I, I assume it's like, let hate uh-huh. let hate go or something, whatever. This uh-huh, game is literally exactly, yeah. just about hate. And I, uh-huh. I get it, but I feel like you could have achieved making, you know, uh, these messages without Joel getting his head bashed in in the prologue. Um, yeah. How about, hear me out here. How about Tommy dies at the beginning? Maybe Abby mistakes him for Joel. She doesn't know what Joel looks like. She kills Tommy brutally. And Joel is the one that goes on the murderous rampage. And Ellie is kind of by him. And there's this weird dynamic where in the first game, Joel was kind of... Um, well, he, was, he, was, he was harsh. But at, at the end, he was this lovable protective dad. And his anger... Uh, like, he loses sight of his protective nature over Ellie. And maybe eventually Joel does die... And that still makes the story roll forward. You get that moment of feeling sad, but you still get the moment of Ellie and Joel having a different dynamic in their relationship. You get the stuff that the fans like, and you can still get the message of hate and revenge, and you can still have Joel in the game. Abby can still be the villain. You know, I just feel like Joel didn't have to die at the beginning because when Joel died, I wasn't really that sad. And I feel like I should have So the problem for me is that I think Joel dying makes perfect sense as a thing to drive revenge for Ellie, right? Yeah. It makes sense. As a player, it will it was never going to work for me because 
I was I would never at any point feel sad about the fact that Joel died because he fucking deserves it. Yeah. Um I I've never liked I've never held like I feel like Joel is regarded in a in the wrong ways by a lot of the people that like the original Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I think people like him. Yeah. And I don't know that and I think the game likes him, and I think The Last of Us Part Two really likes him in ways that feel wrong to me. They feel like fandom writing. It feels like they had originally sort of regarded Joel, maybe this is the way it sort of felt at the time, as Joel being kind of villainous, but, you know, he's relatable, he's human. Yeah, the world has uh, broken and- him into a bastard. Yeah, and but then I feel like the fandom affected the perception of Joel by the game makers, and that by two, he is like I found it weird how much the game sort of feels like it reveres him and loves him, and I don't know. Anyways, I'm getting off track. the The core idea of Joel dying, being the catalyst for revenge for Ellie, makes sense. Being the catalyst for me, I was never gonna be like super drawn into it. Like when Joel died, I was like, "Wow, I'm 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 sort of surprised they did that," but also, this is great. Like he, I mean, he he had it coming. Yeah. Um, and so what I was sort of hoping was that, okay, Joel's died. This is this is pretty obvious. Uh, still, that scene is really well done. Oof, um, yeah, brutal. It's it's very uh, uncomfortable. It sits with you. It lingers in a in a very effective way, and it, and it does it without being like overly explicit. And it's mostly achieved through like uh, the the facial, the performance and animation of her face in that scene is incredible. Yeah. Anyways, so after after he died, I was like, okay, I think I know where this story is going. I hope they go. I hope they go some unexpected places. I hope that it is not just Ellie hunting down these people and killing them, and mm-hmm. then the game saying. These people are people. Revenge is bad. You shouldn't hate each other. Maybe try to forgive. And by the 10-hour port, port, I was like, oh, maybe it'll still go somewhere other than that. And it doesn't. Not really, it no. doesn't. I think, I want to put it very plainly. I think the story in this game is t- t- terrible. I just stuttered saying it. <laughs> I think the story is... I'm going to read exactly what I wrote down here in my notes. Overly long, self-indulgent, trite, uninspired, inhuman garbage. Ooh, dude. It's terrible. Uh, I didn't think it was terrible. Um, if you are comparing it to The Last of Us 1, then it is an a tragic step down from what they achieved in The Last of Us 1. Uh, yeah. Um, but I did my best, um, especially after Ellie's section. Um, that was when I tried to emotionally detach myself from <laughs> my expectations because Ellie's half uh-huh. really just ends with her doing, you know, what you said, going on a rampage and, you know, looking for revenge. And... It pretty much is all the game does, but I will say in Naughty Dog's defense, when it comes to the trope of revenge plots, I do think that having two characters who are in different stages of revenge overlapping was at least kind of interesting to me. 
You have Abby, who is post-revenge, and she's on this, like, trivial, strangely motivated redemption arc, which doesn't really have any logic behind it. She just kind of needs something, because she's fucking miserable, uh-huh. and she hates herself. Uh, uh-huh. And Ellie is before that. She is looking for... Uh, she's obsessed with revenge, to the point where she's so unlikable uh, that yeah. it's kind of hard to play. She's awful. She's awful. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. Um, and it's disappointing. It's really disappointing that um, yeah. the best thing about Last of Us 1, which is the moral ambiguity... Uh, uh-huh. After the Last of Us 1, you're sitting there, and it really is difficult to figure out if you agree with Joel's decision or not. Um, and it's also difficult to parse how much they are both mutually on the same page, yeah. right? Like, the the ending of that game is so good that it is still a, a very good, strong talking point after seven years. Mm-hmm. Like, we can, I think maybe we can still even, I'm not sure if where how you've read it, but like, I always read that ending as Ellie knows. Yeah. To some degree... She knows very much so that he is lying to her. Yeah, and you and can tell she's from the like, flashbacks that, and, you know. And she knows something, something. is off, but I always felt, felt like she she knew more than she let on. And this game makes it clear that I'm I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, for That's not true. Uh, she and it, had suspicions. She has suspicions for sure. She knows something's um, up. Oh God! I the, the the core idea of a sequel to The Last of Us was never going to work in a lot of ways because I, I just it can work. It, it, it always well, yeah, can I work. I shouldn't say never. I should definitely not say never. You're right because these are very complicated characters, and at least they were in the first game. And I I say that mainly because like a follow up to the ending was always going to be, maybe not always, but it was going to be very hard to make something that was respectful of the ambiguity of the original yes. you know um and yeah i shouldn't say it was impo- it was impossible i think they absolutely could have continued on with these characters in ways that were interesting um without ruining the original as well but they don't yeah this. like the crux of my problem with this story aside from it being so predictable it's a it's i think primarily it's that the characters are all so awful yeah i actually was gonna tack that on i was gonna say the best things about the last of us one were the moral ambiguity uh, and the characters and their relationships and obviously this game chucks that in the trash um, yeah. And I can't figure out if that's a creative decision or not. If they really were trying to just be so subversive, subversive of people's expectations that they're like, let's get rid of Joel. Let's get rid yeah. of character bonding. Let's get rid of more ambiguity. Yeah. And let's just make a game about pure and utter hatred. And I can get behind the artistic intention of chucking everything people expect in the trash. And focusing sure. on something completely different tonally. And I'm going to say that as a story of revenge and hatred, it worked for me. Um, but this is not a standalone game. Um, I'm mostly talking about shifting my perspective at the end of the early half to really be like, okay, I'm going in as a blank slate from now on. Uh, otherwise, I'm going <laughs> to get my heart broken. 
Um, and when I started Abutaf, I really managed to get myself into like, all right, I'm going in blank. I'm just forgetting about The Last of Us 1. Um, mm-hmm. And we will get to Abby's half. Mm-hmm. But um, I totally understand, um, you know, people's take on it because they took everything, they chucked it in the trash and they went for something different. Um, and I don't think it was worth it, to be honest. I don't think that it was worth it either. And I don't think, I think they think it's very, very clever. Yes. And I think the people that made this game and I don't, well, I, you know, and I, and I, 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 I hate dragging a game because, you know, so many people work on things and they work so fucking hard on it. And I don't want to drag individuals, but I think the writers of the game think they are so fucking smart that and they are. They are, though, but they no, just didn't do it. They this have time. proven themselves to not be with this game. Every, so much so it is, that it's everyone like. Everyone makes mistakes, dude. They can still be smart. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. You're right. You are right. And mm-hmm. if, you know, their next game, maybe they they write the ship. You're right. It is entirely possible. Yeah. But to me, this feels like a game that was made similarly to like a Kojima game where you have people at the helm who have been told by everyone in the world that they are super fucking smart. They think they're the hottest shit and they make a story and they think it's the most amazing and ingenious thing that has ever been put on screen. And the reality is it's just not. And in fact, it is actually almost shockingly unoriginal and has nothing to say. And and all of the characters who they try, like they try to make these characters, like they try to make the good characters bad and the bad characters good and fail because the reality is every character in this game is so awful except for (laughs) i'm not sure if they're trying to make anyone good (laughs) it didn't feel like that to me everything about yara and lev feels like the game is just desperately trying to make abby seem like not a completely vile and awful human being uh i didn't really get that feeling because they have that like, confrontation in the middle with the pregnant girl and she's like, you're just a big piece of shit. Uh, and I, I didn't really feel like Abby was a good person by the end. I just felt like she no, was... No, I didn't either. <laughs> she was just... she. I think she realized she was a piece of shit and she just wanted to do something. That's what I got from it. It didn't make me feel like I, she was nice. So that that's one of the things I, I, I think I talked about a few, I, a few times in my review is... I feel like none of these characters are even remotely self-aware or care about how awful they are. Right. Um, like, I'm just trying to think of my words here. Um, the, the, they, okay, one example that always stood, is sort of a good summary for me, is Ellie has PTSD flashbacks to the murder of Joel, right? Mm-hmm. She never, ever, ever once has a single second of remorse for what all of the things she did in this game. <laughs> yeah, every she murders so many people so violently. She has like thirty seconds of shock when she kills the pregnant woman, and that's it. Like she, when she has the kid on her lap and she's sitting on the on the tractor, she's like. 
I got so many stories to tell you when you're older. And I'm like, oh, no, Ellie, don't ever tell anyone about these things. You are a monster. And Abby feels more or less the same way. Like, oh, she's the, a bit worse, the, I'd say, because she's she's been if anything, that version worse. for longer. I think. Yeah, and but the game feels like it's trying so hard to make Abby, especially, seem like a better person than Ellie. And well, you know, the world's broken them, dude. This this world it just doesn't work. Revenge and hatred has turned them all into nasty people. The thing about this that bothers me so much is how inhuman the entire game is. <laughs> how how lacking in humanity every aspect, every character, every faction, every story beat is. So lacking heart. And by the time you get to uh, the Scar Island. And the fucking like World War Three genocide is happening, <laughs> yeah. and Lev has murdered his mother in, in, by accident because she hates him so much because he's transgender. I was just like, this is the most vile game I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, I like that island part. I thought it was crazy. I was that was the I was like so close to being done in that sequence because it was just it just keeps going. The game is so narrow-minded with its view of all of these people every person in this game is so awful it's yeah. shocking and it's not effective in the way that like you know i, I think i what i wanted to say when we started this whole chat was like i am shocked and i feel hate and it's like that's not what they wanted it's not the right types of shock and hate right it's i am shocked at how simplistic the game is and i hated it not because i was supposed to i hated it because it was so simplistic and so unrelentingly the same from beginning to end mm -hmm. and 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 when the abby stuff started i was i had a hard time doing what you did which is sort of approach it from a blank slate because i was immediately like laughing out loud at the absurdity of how like on the nose it is to suddenly switch to the other side and be like, you know what? The other people are people too. Yeah. And I was like, like, okay. The dog tweet was real, Joe. Yeah, it was real. <laughs> I lit I, I put that in there in the review. I'm like, this is the perfect summary of this entire video game is we saw a tweet that said, you know, you kill a dog in the last of us and then flashback to playing fetch with it. And I was like, <laughs> that's a hilarious joke. Uh, it would be really sad and pathetic if the game actually did that. There's no way it will, and it literally does. I mean, it's not, like, immediate. Um, but, like, some of the first things you do is you play fetch with the dogs that you've been killing. And, <laughs> yeah. in fact, the last thing you do as Ellie is actually kill the do a dog. And then one of the, like, major things near the end of the Abbey section you do is play fetch with that dog. And yeah. it's like, this is... Ri they're really... The dog tweet was real. Dog, and yeah, well, yeah, well. I can't believe they think <laughs> it's clever. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, listen. Yeah. Listen. First of all, yeah. I want to say in defense of the misery, mm -hmm. I'm going to sound like a sick boy, but I kind of liked <laughs> the misery in the game. Because the first game, um, you don't really see a lot of this shit that uh, Joel and Tommy always talk about. They're like, we had to do mm -hmm. so much to survive. And in the first game, you, you see like bandits who try and you know trick you and you have the cannibal scene with David. 
Um, I think I'm missing one example of some really nasty shit. But there isn't too much brutality in The Last of Us 1. There's a lot of zombie encounters and trying to survive. But in the 10-hour game, there's like three really nasty things. Yeah. And I'm just, again, coming back to the world building, I'm just kind of okay with showing that some parts of the world are just completely fucking horrible. Um, And I'm not defending the way they handled it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there's balance for everything. You can't really see the dark unless you sometimes put a little bit of light in there. And there is nothing bright in this game. (laughs) Except for the flashbacks in Ellie's part. Those those are... Those are, but those, are ugh, some, yeah. those are completely detached from the happenings of the Bane game. Yeah, right? that was the stuff that made me think, man, I wish Joel was in the game more. because Yeah, Joel, so that oh. the, the museum flashback sequence is the best thing in the game. That's oh, lovely. It's lovely. The, the, the spaceship thing, everything about that whole sequence is amazing. Yeah. But, and, I, and don't get me wrong, despite what I'm going to say, I love that sequence. But it served as a, a negative reminder of the fact that of it basically served as a reminder of the first game. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, the first game was really good. And this thing is not. And that flashback doesn't really add anything either. It, it shows a tiny little bit that there's some tension between Ellie and Joel. But it just sort of like, it's just nice. even though it happens. Even though it happens after the end of The Last of Us, it just sort of feels like it could have been pulled out of the late game of The Last of Us. Mm. But it, it doesn't really serve much of a purpose, right, in the actual story. Yeah. Aside from showing a bit of tension between Ellie and Joel, which, you know, I could have deduced that because of the ending of the original game. Um, and And more than anything, yeah, it just reminded me of how much I liked that first game and how many moments in that first game stand out. Both neg- like both, you know, miserable moments that are effectively done. They're effectively done, like when uh, Sam and his brother die, right? Like, it's it's oh yeah, cliche. It's a cliche. You meet these people and you become friends with them and then they die, right? Like, but it's done well, mm-hmm. and those characters are likable and they're complicated, and and the last of us, the first game, is great about balancing. Care, it, it treats people as people, which and people are complicated, and they're not just miserable, hateful, evil, <laughs> trash, reprehensible garbage. And part two, part two's view to me is them saying, "No, everyone on Earth is like this in this game," and and they pretty much are. Like, well, you know, there's there Jackson are... at least. <laughs> Is there? Because the only people in all of Jackson is a bigot who hates lesbians. Uh, Bossy Marlene and, um, or whatever her name is, Tommy's wife and Tommy. And those are the only two people you, and and Jesse. Listen, Seattle Um, is just having a rough time, all right? They get it together. uh, Yeah, I guess this is the end result of... (laughs) Cutting that out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, I just... I just can't believe that it's so simple Mm -hmm. and that it thinks it's so clever and that it has such a narrow view of people. The thing is, I just think my, my major problem with the game is that they thought they couldn't balance, um, you know, this edgy try hard revenge quest Mm -hmm. with good characters. Um, I just don't think they needed to go all in so hard to portray 
that you know how much people hate each other and that mm-hmm. that's bad um i i know that it's a really tropey story um but i think for the most part they handled uh the core parts of the the revenge plot at least well uh, and it was well acted and most of the writing was was pretty good it's just that they committed so hard to it in a way that i just didn't think was necessary you can still have characters who are nice um i don't i don't know why you go on the quest with dina and jesse um i don't think they are horrible bad characters but they're just a little bit but they're all kids empty like it's, yeah. the, it's like the Hunger Games. They're kids. They don't have that many complex layers to them as characters because they're fucking no. like 19 years old. And the whole yeah. game, you're chasing Tommy, who has layers, and his brother's Tommy just died. A, Tommy's interesting. How interesting yeah. would it have been if Ellie and Tommy had traveled together? You know, is Ellie's kind of pseudo-dad and Tommy's brother have just died and they could have gone on a journey together. And you're chasing Tommy yeah. the entire game and you really don't get much time with him at all, like, like one or two no. scenes. Um, there was just—I feel like they—they they had opportunities to at yes, least have some, yeah. some of the shadow, some of the soul of the Last of Us one, and still go for whatever new um, darker tone, hate-filled, blood-fueled adventure they wanted. Uh, I just yeah. don't think they need to commit so a hundred percent to it. Yeah, like the you mentioned Dina and Jesse, and like like you said, all the writing and all the performances in the game are fine. I think you know, like the writing is serviceable but it is it seems better than it probably is because the actors uh, are committed to it right the actors throughout the game are doing a great job of delivering their performances and but like dina and jesse i don't know who they are you know yeah as people like a great character you should be able to imagine scenarios with them and and you should be able to imagine how they would deal with that scenario, right? Mm-hmm. And none of the people in this game, I, I don't know how they would deal with things. I, well, there's two groups of them. One group is the sort of Dina and Jesse style character, of which I don't really know anything about. And I don't know how they would deal with something as like an emotional human being. The other half of the group uh, of characters in the game which is about 85 percent of the characters in the game i do know how they would deal with everything and it's by slitting someone's throat <laughs> yeah in in like hateful miserable anger and it's like okay not like people are not that simple like it's it's just it's just so simplistic yeah and, and the and all of this is in service of nothing all of it is in service of a story that says revenge is indeed bad and that you know what forgiveness is the answer and it's like yeah i know (laughs) um okay so i have pretty much been agreeing with you on everything (laughs) when it comes to the story but at the beginning Uh i said i really like this game yeah. So there's got to be a point where, uh, you know, there's changes. Uh-huh. And I feel like I'm going to have maybe one of the hottest takes in any Last of Us oh, 2 no. review. Because uh, I have heard no one say this. I've looked at reviews okay. and no one has said this. Um, I really liked Abby's half and I liked it more than Ellie's. <clears throat> I... I kind of agree. Okay. I think... Okay. I like... I think most of that stems from Lev. Yes. 
And I also, this yeah. Ellie's um, Abby's half. I keep saying um, I, I keep fucking. I know, they're, they're, Ellie. both their names are exactly the same. I was calling her Ali at the beginning as well because of Ellie. Yeah. Um, but I think Abby's half really reminded me of The Last of Us One. Um, sure. I think that's probably the point. Uh, Ellie is um, uh, Abby is someone who has just gone through something and she's looking for redemption, which is uh-huh. you know what Joel was doing in the Last of Us one, and she finds a small child companion. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I don't certainly familiar. Yeah, <laughs> um, but after the bleak, repetitive nature of Ellie's half, uh, where yeah. I just wasn't, I I was you know I'm still enjoying it because like I said, I enjoyed the combat. Uh, and if you know there were some interesting cinematic uh, encounters in Ellie's half that I thought were cool, mm-hmm. um, but man, I was just desperate for a mix-up. And at least in Abby's half, um, whether you like her as a character or not, because I, I don't think they're trying to make her likable because she's not likable at all. No, she sucks. Um, but there's like really varied and there interesting moments. moments in her c- yeah. campaign, if you want to call it <clears throat> call it sure. that. There's variant in the environments. Um, yeah. And Lev is a likable character, and Abby, even if she's a piece of shit, she's at least trying to do something good. Even if it's superficial, yeah. and she's looking for some, I don't know, redemption so she can sleep at night. There's at least like a motive of positivity amongst all the darkness. And oh my god, did I attach to that, and I just didn't want to let it go. It was like this tiny, tiny beacon of brightness in this horrible dark swamp. And then they both get strung up at the slave labor camp, and they're all emaciated and miserable, and he doesn't even get any fucking lines at the end of it. Yeah, we'll get to to Santa Barbara. We'll get to Santa Barbara. Um, I really like Abby's half. The second half of the game, I would definitely not say I really liked Abby's half. Um, I mean, no one has except for me, so it's okay. In comparison to the first half of the game, there was at least things in the second half that I would atta- would latch onto mm-hmm. as as liking. I think all of the characters around uh, Abby, except for Yara and Lev, who I'll talk about in a minute, I think all those people are just yeah. completely boring. Yeah. Uh, Owen, uh, M- Mel, Manny. Yeah. All those people are just so fucking uninteresting. And don't get me wrong, there are parts of that second half that I was just laughing out loud at how much I was hating it. Like, the fucking corny, angry sex scene was hilarious. It's just like... Yeah, I heard about that coming, so I was kind of prepared. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. So it was just like, haha, look at us, we're serious art. And it's like, nope. Um, (laughs) And and the... So yeah, it's weird. So... But yes, Yara and Lev, despite I think Yara and Lev being Lev, let's I'll just focus on Lev. I think Lev still doesn't feel quite fully like fleshed out enough. Yeah. Um just, just switching back still, and forth between characters too often in this game. Yeah, he and Lev are or Lev and uh Yara are both they both sort of just still feel like plot devices in a way to just be like here is the thing we're doing to make Abby feel better about herself and so like they feel a bit obvious mm-hmm. but lev is still likable and interesting and yara is still likable and interesting and lev has an has like an interesting different view uh, offers a different view compared to the other characters um i wish that the ending of his story wasn't 
his mother tried to kill him because he's transgender <laughs> and so yeah. he had to protect himself and killed his mother and man isn't everyone in this world just so awful i wish that there had they had used that as a as anything positive but they don't which is a real bummer mm-hmm. um but i do agree parts of abby's section were the part were like the most enjoyable parts of it. the entire section where you're trying where you're basically going through the city with Lev and yeah. you're going up the building. That's so good. Is great. And, you know, yes, the the characterizations are still pretty simple. Like Abby's whole character in that sequence is she's afraid of heights, mm-hmm. right? And but like it's a human trait. <laughs> yeah. It's a single ounce of humanity to these characters. And Lev's conundrum of being transgender and hated by the world is like, it's tragic, but it's like a human thing. Yeah. Um, and it's done fairly well. I, I can't speak, you know, to the quality of it. Um, other people, I think, would probably have some interesting things to say about their handling of a transgender character in a post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. Um, from my dumb brain, you know, dumb idiot perspective, I thought it was all pretty well done. And it was nice to have any single little bit yeah. of humanity. Oh God, it was a for me. It was just a it was just a breath of fresh air. Uh, and yeah. I found the so, events to be way more dramatic and interesting. Like the hospital scene was just the best part oh, the of the entire so game when it comes to it. Dinner. Is it really is? It's incredible. Yeah. And the day three, I I know it was a lot, but you. I mean, it's certainly different. You can't say that it wasn't <laughs> like a cinematic marvel at times. Some of that stuff. Oh my. God, oh yeah, the I horse mean, riot? yeah, Jesus it looked amazing. Uh, but I also, but I, I, I definitely didn't like that portion of it. But it, but yes, Abby section offers at the very least the most visual variety, mm-hmm. and it offers the most humanity in the game, which is one droplet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it and enough. it's not blood. It's not. It's just not a droplet of blood either. It's <sighs> a droplet of you know, like a, a tiny little. Anyways, um, yes. So I would say I'm sort of, I, I, I get where you're coming from with liking Abby's half a lot. And I agree. I just would say I, I didn't like it as much as you did. But I, I definitely found portions of her stuff to be the only parts of the game that were tolerable, let's say. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sad you didn't like the sniper fight against Tommy. I really liked that portion. I thought it was great. Just because to put, like, Tommy's, oh, his, I guess, uh, combat ability in context. Like, that guy was fucking scary, man. <laughs> Tommy was scary. Uh, yeah, it just... It just reminded me of like the umpteenth, you know, like, oh, it's a sniper with unlimited ammo and he sure is hitting every fucking shot and reloading instantly. And yeah. oh my God, I'm just dying over and over again and I'm about to break my controller in half. And, oh God, I hate this game. That was Tommy, mate. That's what he did to you. That's, oh, yeah. I, I love the reveal of being like, this guy fucking sucks. And I wanted to kill him so bad. And I noticed I was trying to shoot him in the distance and the game was kind of like always making it, it so I missed. It does not let you do that. And I was like, what is going on I mean, on I knew here? immediately that it was Tommy as well. I didn't uh, until like you get inside the interior. I was like, oh my God, this is Tommy. It was really exciting. Yeah. I really liked that part. I think it's real dumb that Tommy just doesn't die at the end. He, he's just like, yeah. I, he gets shot in the head and I'm like, oh. Well, there goes Tommy. Yeah, I mean, he deserved it too. And then it's like, nah, I just have a limp and a, and a, a scarred face, and my wife has left me. So it's like, 
Oh, he suffered the consequences of revenge. One thing that annoyed me about this game is it kills every character with a bullet to the face like that. It thinks it's like yeah. The Departed, and it like it's yeah. it's, oh my God, it's cool. It's cool to do that once and get the shock value, but everyone died that way. Yeah, everyone like in the game died in like and, one bullet. And to everyone the face dies. Instantly. Yeah, whatever. In a way that is like <laughs> not interesting either. And no. I mean, I said you know I wish Tommy had died, but also like him not dying is not interesting either. And Yara just dying and then getting shot like forty five times. <laughs> I was just like, oh. All right, there goes one of the only one of the two characters I liked, yeah. and she's gone. And it's like, okay, goodbye. And then, and Lev is just sort of there for the for the ending section of the game. Yeah, um, well, he's he's just been tortured, man. If, what do you want him to deliver? Shakespeare? No, no, I mean like before, like when you're just in Santa Barbara with uh, you have a little chit chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's not really a whole lot there. And, uh, um, yeah. Another reason that Abby section was um, effective for me was mm-hmm. um, I, I watched a bunch of re- reviews and everyone was like, man, I just wanted to get through Abby's stuff and get back to Ellie. And I, near the end of Abby's I, stuff, I did not give a shit about Ellie. And I'm, I didn't give a shit about her throughout pretty much the entire game. <laughs> and it, what um, Abby's section did really well is it made, it didn't make, um, I, I thought the intention was going to be to uh, sympathize with the WLF. And you're like, oh, they're... Yeah. They're people after all, but I, I didn't really give a shit about them dying anyway. They killed Joel, go fuck yourself. Um, it was more, it more trivialized, sorry, tr- trivialized? I can't pronounce yeah. that one. Um, it just made Ellie's whole quest seem so silly at the end. And when you get back to the theater and she puts up her arms and she's like, I know why you did it. It's like, shut up. Like, I don't just give, shoot Ellie. Like, I don't give a shit. And the world would be way better off if Ellie. Was it just made it. her seem so silly and her quest seemed pathetic in the end. Yeah. Um, and I really liked Which, the effect it had in that regard. Yeah. Anyone that likes Ellie in this game is a fool. Yeah, people are like, I just want to get back to Ellie. It's like, fuck that girl. Because she is reprehensible. She is the most awful character in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, She's a psycho, mate. Another story thing I wanted to mention, I don't know. So let me know if you felt this way or not. You're maybe not as sensitive to it as I am. Um, and I didn't bring it up in my review again. There's just no way to fit it in without being 40,000 words. Um, I felt like a lot of the game was, like, convenient. Okay. A lot of convenience happens with these characters. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's just something the storytelling part of my brain is more sensitive to. Because, like, whenever I have to work on a story, I'm just like, fuck, I hate convenience so much. Um, you know, just like, how do we get Dina out of the picture? And it's like, oh, she's pregnant. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, when, that's she, handy. <laughs> when she puked out of nowhere, I was like, oh, God, all right. Yeah. yeah. And to- then, like, Jesse shows up out of nowhere and you're like, Oh, that's convenient, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, there was just, I felt like a lot of that was just like, oh, wow, that was convenient instead of inconvenience. Because inconvenience is what lets a character show themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, inconvenience causes character development and character exploration. And a lot of it's just like, even the, you know, the ending portion, it's like, wow, she sure found them. She sh- Ellie sure found them quickly, like easily, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. California is like huge. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of that. Whereas I was thinking about, you know, there's good inconvenience in The Last of Us. Like the best one being when Joel falls and gets the rebar through his gut. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, perfect inconvenience. 
to allow a- Abby, fuck Ellie, mm-hmm. to to show herself and grow. And there was never anything like that. Whereas, like a lot of these situations that they're put into, I found myself not worrying about because they just get out of it you know yeah um and i just wish there was a bit more of that it was fairly low on my list of problems but it was something that i did sort of feel myself noticing more and more throughout the game it's just like oh that was any you know there is certainly inconvenience at times but it, it never feels like it allows for a much character growth which is because there is no character there growth yeah it's not saying yeah no it's not um, uh, I I'm wanna... just looking through my notes here. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what did you think of um, the Ellie boss fight? Because I really liked it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I sure, I certainly thought it was hilarious too. I was definitely laughing. Yes, um, I was laughing at how too. god awful and miserable, and how much I just wanted both of them to shoot each other in the <laughs> head and let the story end. <laughs> and I... in fact, there was a part where. Ellie caught me and shotgunned me in the gut and then shot my head off with a shotgun. Yeah. I was like, boom, game over, <laughs> done. Roll the credits. This should be a valid ending. They should literally roll. If this was a Kojima game, Joe, yeah. he would have rolled the credits there. <laughs> and he would have made you sit through 25 minutes of credits and then you would have gotten back and done it again. And you know what? If the game had done that, <laughs> I would have been okay with it. I, I really liked that fight. Mostly because um, at that point in the game, I was on my biggest high because I like the oh, Abby yeah. stuff. I really, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was varied, exciting, cinematic. Um, and I kind of emotionally detached myself from the shitty characters and uh, mm-hmm. um, me not anticipating there being any moral uh, ingenuity <laughs> when mm-hmm. it comes to the story. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, so I was just, I really enjoyed the Ellie boss fight because it's, it's kind of silly. Her AI oh, is yeah. nuts. She's really scary. And I don't oh, know. Oh, really? Oh. I don't know if you I got that point. silly because it's so easy. No, I, she killed the shit oh. out of me. Oh, no. I, did, I, I, I got caught once, but I... Uh, oh, interesting. I she just, blew I, me up with a trip mine in the second half. I exploded. Oh, weird. I just picked up a brick and threw it at her and immediately got back into the cutscene part of the fight. I tried uh, that. Time. She blocked it. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I breezed through that thing in like 30 seconds. Oh, she killed oh, me like six times. She was Oh, wow. That's me. fascinating. <laughs> Huh. When, when no, she I didn't find me that a trip bomb, I cackled. I was like, what the fuck? I That's didn't even funny. see it. I it enjoyed the if if there's one part of that fight that I enjoyed, it's that by then it, even though I already felt this way, Abby is uh intense. Oh yeah. She's and scary. scary. In a and but she was that way. I like I felt that way immediately. I mean, it's not just her physical appearance, of course, but like she has a good presence from immediately. Oh, she's like a, when you she's start a the game. fighter. She just never stops. Yeah, yeah. And so when by the time you get to the Abby arriving at the theater portion, I was like, "Okay, like you fucked with the wrong chick, you yeah. know? Like uh, Abby is a force to be reckoned with in a way that Ellie isn't. Like Ellie, She's good, I mean, Ellie is but... a murderous psychopath. Um, but like Abby has a a strength and a an angerness to her that is different from Ellie's yeah. and is sort of more." More convincing and scary. Uh, I mean, I mean, it does help that she's built like an ox, as the game says. Like, well, yeah, she, she like yes, punches she Ellie once in the face and like breaks her face open. I have a question. A, so, um, this was the thing. That, this is what I thought for about twenty minutes when the game was starting in the winter section. When Abby, because they don't say her name for a while in the beginning of the game, when Abby wakes up and you're first shown her, I thought it was a 
like a 15 years later Ellie. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't think that. Because like their faces are somewhat similar. They Their voices sound sort of similar. And I was like, I could see Ellie looking like this at like 40 and, you know, <laughs> working out a lot. I, and anyways, it was a no, small I, thing. No, I thought, who the um, hell is this? Well, yeah, I, at first I was like, who is this? Is this like, did they just flash forward like 10 years? Um, which I thought would have been kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, nope, they didn't. Anyways. Um, okay. You spoke of, well, okay. Well, I was going to say I wanted to talk about the violence. Okay. I've, yeah, okay. I've just got some like nitpicks of the story left. Okay. But you, um, you can go. Well, you said the, the, the you know, you, you, it reminded me when you said you pu- she punched her in the face and like broke her face. And yeah. um, I, uh, I meant to talk about this in the gameplay section. I think the in-game gameplay violence, it feels exactly the same to me as I, how I remember feeling about it in the first game. It's grotesque and violent, but like, yeah whatever i don't think it's too bad some of the like melee executions are really brutal but apart from that it's yeah and you know they take they they put a little too much detail into like the of the artery spraying every time and it's like okay you know (laughs) yeah and and every once in a while i'm like okay please shut up you know you accidentally you shoot someone's leg off and they're like (laughs) 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 for like 45 seconds like sarah oh no sarah it's like you know each other's names i get it I um again another thing I couldn't fit it into the review, but I I it was interesting that they like talked all that stuff up a lot, and then it's just like it's not effective in the gameplay. Nah. You know, it's just sort of like eh, they just say the names. I never really, I very I very rarely thought about it, but the violence in the cutscenes is so disgusting and awful, <laughs> and like everything else in the game, it serves no purpose. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone just and and it was and it it feels masturbatory by the end, especially the end of the island sequence where you're you've slit this guy's jaw open and his jaw is hanging there and you're like yeah. pulling his tongue out and you're like and it, it it's just so excessive to the point of nothing and that was one of the there it's like this game was just so exhausting i think because yeah, but that's, of how much i disliked it but that's, you're because supposed of to how hate little the it killing had to, by the end jameson oh, you know that's God. why the island there's the climax i will slap anyone that actually believes that and says it to my face <laughs> at the end of the island you just everyone's just killing each other everyone hates each uh-huh. other and you're just trying to get away from it and I, oh god it's it's so um, clever it's so clever <laughs> uh yeah i did you want to talk about the Santa Barbara part? Is that part of uh, nitpicking? Or? Uh, yeah, but before then, okay. Um, there was just one little small nitpick of the day day three, where um, all the WLF just um, they just turn on Abby, even though only one group of them see Abby do anything bad. They just all hate right. You. And I was like, do they have walkie talkies like radios? Because I've never seen a walkie talkie in this universe, and maybe they yeah. did. But they were all just like, Abby! And they started shooting at me. And I was like, wait, how do you know that I, you know, I'm at AWOL and I shot at Isaac or whatever? How do you know that? Yeah. Um, and I do have another critique. It does kind of bleed into Santa Barbara and the ending. Um, mm-hmm. But it really annoyed me how Abby and Ellie just don't talk to each other at all. Like, Abby never says. She, she doesn't even explain why she kills Joel. And, okay, this, no. is, this is the weirdest part. Abby must know that Ellie is the girl from the hospital, right? Doesn't Abby know yes. that Ellie is immune to the virus? 
Doesn't she think yes. that's important? She's trying to find the fireflies, and in Santa Barbara, I assume she's going off to the fireflies. She never mentions it or talks to. She never has a conversation with Ellie ever. She just says, no. "You killed my friends. Uh, I let you live." And yeah, that's it. which I laughed at when she said that. Like, yeah. Ellie's a big deal. Not many people know she's immune to the virus. Don't, don't doesn't that mean something? Don't you want to like bring that up? No, don't worry about it. She doesn't explain why she killed Joel. Like at the end, she's yeah. exhausted and she doesn't want to fight her. Why don't you just say? Joel killed my dad. Ellie never knows that Joel killed her dad. It's so weird. <laughs> no. They just don't talk. Why don't you just have a conversation? No, I know. I, I, when she arrives at the theater and just starts killing them, I was like, I would make sure that these are the actual people and that this map wasn't just, I don't know. I felt it weird that she just immediately starts killing everyone. It's like, doesn't ask, you know, or like <laughs> confirm that like these are the people and why do, 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 no one see, yeah you're right no one seems to care about motivation yeah um maybe there was a reason they even talk about it right like dina and jesse and ellie all like more than once talk about like are you gonna ask them why she did it and she's like yeah and they never do yeah. and ellie tries she's like i know why you did it it's because uh, blah 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 and then Abby doesn't say anything. She's just like, you killed my friends. It's like, what? Just- yeah, you would think that Abby in that moment would be like, oh, fuck, this is the girl that's immune. Yeah. Oh, sh- and oh, also, you're oh, wrong. Sh- that's not why I killed Joel. Like, don't you want to know why, like, my motivation? I don't know. Uh, it just seemed weird yeah, that she yeah. just didn't say anything. Yeah. 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 That that, that, that was my nitpicks. Yeah. And then, you know what I was yeah. thinking last night? I was thinking, I was thinking about how I would make this. With its with its sort of core structure. Okay. What would be a... And this is just like a very rough idea, but what would be like a more interesting way to sort of take these characters and these themes and present it in a way that I would find interesting? And what I thought was make The Last of Us Part Two, Have it entirely be Abby. You never ever see or hear or play anything about Ellie and Joel. <laughs> okay. Have the whole game be Abby. Have her clearly, you know, something has happened in her past and she's miserable and she's looking for revenge. Have it at the halfway point. Have her find out. Oh, uh, I I think I know who did it. Oh, and you know, or at the halfway point, have it have us find out that oh, she's mad because Joel killed her father, the doctor, at the end of the first game. Oh, interesting. Well, that's why she's mad. And then maybe at the end of the game, it's like. Oh, we found out where she where we have a lead. It's Jackson. And then, you know, maybe they choose not to go fucking through with all this bullshit. That would be an interesting game to me. Yeah, Instead but she of did. and it would preserve the first game. And I mean, obviously, you know, I literally I was just thinking that was like 2 seconds of thoughts. But like that would be an interesting approach. You know, have a completely new story and characters that are related to the first. Uh, and they can still want revenge, but you know, maybe because they're like semi, even remotely civilized human beings, they realize that, ah, uh, this cycle is bad. I don't know. Anything would have been more interesting than what they got. The cycle is me. bad. This is all happening because Abby killed Joel. So oh, revenge is it... bad. <sighs> See? Don't you get it? Revenge is so bad. No, I don't. I'm a big, <laughs> I must be a big fucking moron. It's all happening uh, because... So so Abby's fault. This is Abby's game, kind of. Or I would have almost been more interested if they did the Abby stuff first. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. you know, and then the Ellie stuff. Because by the time it switches to Abby, it's like, you're supposed to care about all these people. And it's like, no, they're dead. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I. And I never knew who they were when you were Ellie. Like, they kept saying, like, oh, we're going to hunt down Noah. And I'm like, or o- Owen is it right. Owen's right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah who's owen like and they only show the picture of him for like 30 seconds and i'm like who is wait for like the first 15 hours of this game i'm like what are we what's the story here what's Mm -hmm. happening like i get it that we're going after abby but like who is the target right now what uh maybe it would have been more interesting to have all the abby stuff happen first and then you play as ellie i don't know uh yeah the entire structure is inherently flawed i think Mm. Uh, yeah they they had an idea and i'm the i'm the positive optimist here where i want to support their idea for the story but uh they they chopped away too much of the meat and they tied up in a really weird broken bow um and it just doesn't really work um no you know i i managed to find a lot of stuff i liked i'd say the the combat of the game is 70 percent, so that really helps mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and i liked half of the story so you know that also really helps um yeah but i agree with pretty much all the criticisms people have of the game um do you want to talk about santa barbara it's only a small part but i felt that uh. to be very um unnecessary it, it would have it been sucked. it would have been okay if they didn't have like waves of soldiers with armored helmets on because you're already, oh, God, you've just yeah. finished like the biggest climax of the story and you're on a high of like, wow, I want to see what happens next. And they must have known that every player just wants to see the conclusion because you know you're on the final stretch. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of lose all attachments to the game systems at that point because you don't give a shit about how much ammo you have or your health no, or health kits. You know the game is going to be over in like right. 30 minutes. And when you have yeah. that knowledge, kind of everything kind of falls apart. So why have, you yeah. know, like waves and waves of these soldiers? There were so many of those soldiers. I kept running into oh, a building it's... thinking there was one guy left. I'd hit him with my melee weapon and then be shocked. There was four more people there. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Where are these guys? That whole ending sequence was just like the perfect ending cap for me of just like everything I had disliked was there. And it just kept going. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> Oh, look, another faction. Oh, what's their deal? Is there anything interesting to learn about? No, they're just evil, <laughs> miserable, awful, and they use slave labor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are, are they fun to fight? No, you can't headshot them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, are, uh, oh, I can't wait to see what happens with the story. Oh, wow, they're going to fight. Oh, okay. Oh, she didn't kill him. Wow, I can't. I never would have predicted that. Okay, and then it's a that oh final God. brawl was the most uncomfortable I've ever been playing anything in my life. It was excruciating, and you know I'm gonna put that as a positive. the The animation uh, and like the framing of that part and the sadness of that scene. Oh my God, I couldn't believe that fight. It was so awful. Like you, My you eyes felt were that about, so glazed over. <laughs> God, you felt you felt that about you know the the burning down of the Scar Village. I you know I was still kind of chipper. <laughs> I was still kind of on board. Like whatever, this is fun. But that scene was traumatizing. Like the event uh, wasn't even that bad. You know, Joel getting his head bashed in was you know more impactful. It was just like the sadness, and it was so pathetic. And the fact that Ellie was still going was just like excruciating. Um, and I found it to be pretty effective. 
I can understand people yeah. not liking it, but I was just like, oh my god, this is so miserable. Just stop. Yeah, just stop. Yeah. That's I wish I could have done that when they started when the when the pen first touched down on paper in 2015. I wish I could have been the little cat paw being like it's time to stop posting. Just don't just don't bother. Um Oh boy. Yeah, you yeah, you talk about it. The very ending. Uh, I think what the very ending of the game? Yeah, oh, I sure. don't fucking know. When it ended, I was just like, I can't. Okay, this is sort of like a, a a more broad summary of the entire thing. Every time I sat down to play this video game, I went into it thinking, I'm gonna. This is the session where I'm gonna like the game. This is the session <laughs> where the systems are gonna cl- gonna click. This is the session where the story's gonna get. It's gonna do something interesting. Hopefully, this is the session. And every time I stopped playing it, I I was mad and shaking my head at how much I was disliking Aww. it and how poor I thought it was. Aww. And that includes that includes my first session. Right when I sat down on launch night, I played three hours, totally open mind, and you know the story was early day so i wasn't really judging the story but i was the gameplay i was like immediately after those three hours as i was trying to fall asleep i was like i i think i even might have said it in one of our discords i was like i am surprised by how bored i am already Mm -hmm. of this game yeah and that just carried through all the way to the end and all the way to the end i kept thinking they're going to do something with this story yeah i I, I kept thinking and the very ending is you learn that Ellie wanted to forgive Joel. And I'm like, okay, great. And then she goes back to her, her homestead and, oh, Dina's left. And I'm like, yeah, good. Oh, Dina. Did you like the. Dina uh, should run for the fucking hills. Did you like the like, metaphor of her not being able to play guitar? Did you get, yeah, did you get it? And there's like a moth on the guitar that they show for like 30 seconds. It's like a fight, you know, like moths and fireflies. Yeah. They both you know, are attracted to light and it's like, and then it ended and it just goes to credits. And I'm like, Oh, that may, there's gotta be something after the credits. Right. And then it just goes to the title screen and it shows Abby's boat. She made it to the firefly facility. And I'm like, can I uninstall this game now? Oh no, I have to do a review. Otherwise my, (laughs) I'm going to go insane. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think, I think I'm coming to the end of my thoughts as well. Um, I, I really liked the game. I know it doesn't sound like I liked it because um, my biggest problems with the game is the story. Um, and yeah. it is the most impactful part of the game because it's The Last of Us. It's a story game. Yeah, it's why you come to the game. Yeah, and it is, you know, the, the thing we talked about the most. So I think I've said more negatives than positives, but that often happens just because it's more interesting to talk about things you think could have been improved rather than be like, I like the gunplay. I like being in the grass and shooting things. Um, (laughs) you know i really enjoyed the combat i thought the game looked amazing i thought the sound was great um and i really enjoyed half of the game story which was abby's half and when i was in ellie's half i just was like ugh, all right Mm -hmm. uh and for me um the game is just uh disappointing because just because i managed to get myself into a headspace where i overall came away really enjoying the game um doesn't mean that i'm happy about it uh, you know, yeah. I'm a Last of Us 1 super fan. 
um, and they chopped away everything about that game and put it in the trash. And I am all for artistic bravery. I'm all yep. for sadness. I'm all for hatred, murder, violence um, in, in <laughs> entertainment. In entertainment. In entertainment. In entertainment. Cops, please don't and come get us. That stuff I was fine with. Um, they just don't. They just didn't need to make as many sacrifices to the original soul of the first game to accomplish their vision. Um, and obviously, a lot of other plot holes I've mentioned along the way and things that didn't work for me. But yeah, um, overall, you know, I, I really, I really enjoyed the game just because it was interesting. I didn't know what was coming. Uh, I like the constant anxiety and dread because you know shit's going to go bad in this game somewhere. But it, but it takes a really long time for shit to go bad. Like the whole of the early half was going according to plan. And I was like, when are things going to get rough? Um, and they do. Yeah. And it, it takes its time. And I enjoyed that dread and anxiety <clears throat> that was uh, building up. But yeah, I kind of, I, I see everyone's complaints. Um, I understand them. And I mostly agree with them. I don't know how I managed to get myself into a mental headspace where I kind of overcame that and had some good fun. But I yeah. would probably join in and say that overall I'm, Pretty disappointed uh, by the story in The Last of Us 2. They didn't have to go as far as they did. Yeah, I would say disappointment is a big word that comes to mind for sure. Because, yeah, the first game is special. Uh, <clears throat> and and I still hold it in high regard. Despite me sort of also thinking that the sequel like undermines it in some ways. And sort of undoes some of it. But it is still... Yeah. I can still mentally regard it as its own thing the same way you know i don't consider the other terminators after two or the other <laughs> aliens after aliens yeah. sequels right? right you know you, you those characters they had their ending and that's the canon in my mind and but yeah i would say not just story but pretty much every part of it except for the presentation is a huge disappointment to me mm -hmm. and i went in expecting a lot because naughty dog has historically delivered a lot. And there is certainly a lot of stuff in this game. It certainly exists for a long time. Um, but none of the content for me was ever very compelling. And I would say it is the most I have been disappointed by a game since... Andromeda? Andromeda, yeah. Um, even though it feels, you know, I mean... it. Andromeda is incomparably worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But relative to my expectations, The Last of Us, in almost every regard, is just like a huge fucking letdown. And and not only is it a letdown, I just, I like actively disliked so much of my time with it to the point that you might want to plug your ears here because I'm going to say the worst thing I've ever said. Not actually but you know um to the point that <laughs> i thought if this game wasn't called this this is not the bad part either if this game wasn't called the last of us i definitely not would not have played more than like six or eight hours of it i would not have finished it 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 uh, it reminds me of how much i hated days gone Ooh, okay okay this is like a this game reminds me of a like bigger budget days gone oh come on of, jesus in terms of how much i hated <laughs> everything about the story especially but also how uninteresting and uninspired i found most of the gameplay to be Damn. uh Whew. but on its own you know not comparing to other things i just think it's just it's they just didn't 
do that. They just missed the mark completely for me. That's fair. And and I wish that I had not played it. Wow. Damn. Uh, And in fact, I don't think it needed to be made. I kind of wish it didn't exist. And I I wish I didn't play it. And, uh, And that's not because my precious Last of Us 1 has been ruined. It's because I had such a fucking miserable time playing through it and not in the way that they intend. I think we've all got to the point Um, where every IP we've ever known has been destroyed. So we're all kind of in that position where we can just kind of snip off where we don't like in the franchises. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've gotten very good at that this generation. You know, just take those scissors and go snip, snip, snip. Goodbye. Happens to them all. You in the garbage. Um, Yeah, I, I expected... I expected better from Naughty Dog, and I really it, it it has made me be like I'm fascinated to see what their next game is because now they're a question mark to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas up until this point, for for eleven years now since Uncharted Two, they have been a surefire thing, you know. And this game for me was just it, yeah, it's turned them into a question mark. Interesting. And if they make a third Last of Us, I I I don't want to play it. I'll no do the review then because I'll be there, baby. <laughs> What's that? I said I'll do the review because I will be there. Yeah, I'm down. And... I'm, like, you, this is gonna sound. I want to play more. Like now, I kind of miss it. I. <laughs> can't tell you how fucking much i wish i was recording all of my gameplay when for the review because instead i have to go back and replay things and it's killing me um maybe i can do it for you no it's fine it's fine i need to get specific things so Uh, i've already got like two hours um oh i was just about to say something and it's escaped me fuck um oh wait yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Um, I think the one, another part of The Last of Us 2 I enjoyed is just kind of the unknown of the game. I had no idea where the hell this game was going, and that intrigue was pretty good. Kept me going. And um, also, from like a critical point of view, um, I think me and you are probably both the same, where when we play games, we start to like mentally prepare our talking points of a re- review. It just kind of mm-hmm. happens when you've been doing this for a long time. And it was like I was mentally rewriting my review every single play session because it kept changing. You know, I was really negative at the end of the Ellie section. Well, well kind of negative. I just wasn't feeling it. And then I had this weird turnaround with Abby. <laughs> and it was yeah. just an interesting game journey for me. Uh, full of weird twists and turns where I thought I was going to maybe end up closer to you. And somehow it turned around. I do wonder yeah. how differently I would have felt about the game if I hadn't warmed up with The Last of Us 1. And then jumped sure. into an experience where almost everything is like objectively better if you look at it from like a oh, yeah, technical yeah. the combat and just like game feel right yeah. you know just like small things they do yeah, yeah I wonder how much that would have changed things I don't know yeah I don't know um, I remember what I was going to say and it is is sort of it's a meta thing and it is review related mm. and it's ah uh, it feels sort of dumb to say because again it's just people's opinions and they don't matter but i find it frustrating how well received this game has been yeah that's okay to, that, because oh a it's God. baffling it's yeah. baffling to me but b it also to me just means that they're like naughty dogs just gonna keep making the exact same game yeah. you know we're like disconnect all the story stuff from it i like, I feel like this is just another, you know, another 94 Metacritic game of the year for so many people. And it's like Naughty Dog can just be like, yeah, we can just keep making structurally 
the exact same game. And that's a bummer. I and think, then yeah. from the story side of it, you know, I, I, I just, I don't want to question other people's opinions because there are their own opinions and it's, they can feel however they want about it. But I just, it's one of those things where my brain just so fundamentally does not understand what people like about this, this story. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from being impressed by the visuals and the presentation and the, the fidelity of the character animations and the cutscenes, which are all amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, like this topic is more of a podcast type topic. Yes. But yeah. holy shit, the review scores for this game are bullshit. They're you're, If you absurd. gave this game a 10 out of 10, you're a joke. You're actually a joke. There is no yeah. world where this is a 10 out of 10. Is I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the optimism supporting side. I really like the game. But I just don't understand how you can... Like, so unanimously as well, across the board know, of the critics. It's, it's so confusing to and me. And it's so it boring feels... as well. Like, they're all like, oh, it's you know, it's high art, so it's great. It's like, fuck off. So, no, the... it's not. Like, Do you know what's been we, great? They... Like, all the reviews post the Metacritic bullshit have been so good because it's been so divisive and there's been so many conversations on both sides. And that's what I really like about some video games. Like, Death Stranding to me was interesting because it was also yeah. divisive. Uh, those games are interesting. They bring up conversations. There's no conversation towards saying it's a 10 out of 10. There's nothing, no. there's nothing to uh, say. Unfortunately, some of those conversations are people yelling horrible things yes. at the game for right. no reason. And fuck all you people. I'm not talking all about, you know, the, um, what do you call it when you slam a review score down? Yeah, review bombing. Yeah, I'm not talking about yeah. those idiots. I'm talking no, about no, no. more like the actual discourse that's been going on on YouTube reviews. Yeah. Some people I listened who, to, the, uh, to the Waypoint folks talk about it what, last What they night. think. I was like... And I was like, thank you. <laughs> you know, where it's like, yeah, the story, not liking the story and not liking the gameplay stuff as well. That's what I was struggling to find most is like, why, where are people that disliked the format, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to watch some, I'm curious. But yeah, it's just, it's very frustrating when when something just, that is so obviously flawed. Yeah. And is reviewed so universally the same and that's the you know that's a conversation big conversation for another day and one that we've had many times is just the the similarity the echo chamber that is game reviews and it's it's, it results in not it doesn't allow for good conversation and that's what's frustrating i don't know if you and realize but we actually used to give scores on this show we used to give stars. yeah we did and we didn't even talk about it we just stopped yeah, we've sort of just abandoned doing that because it's hopeless. Yeah. But it's, I I am unsure what to score my review of the game. Oh fuck! I it, have, man. I have waffled back and forth between two and three out of five. Um, mm-hmm. and I think three is, I almost feel like three is generous. It's your, it's your because opinion, of mate. my personal experience with it. Uh, you you might as well literally go in every review because the game is so yeah. divisive has like 500 dislikes on each side. Like even if Good. it's positive, like Donkey's review yeah. was positive and it was disliked to shit. I saw someone else who was uh, negative and their review was disliked to shit. So um, I saw Skill Up's review has like 3 million views or something. Yeah, like, it, was good, it was a good review. It's a good review. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw little snips of it. And the, the line that I really like that he used, which is, uh, you know, the first game, there was a slogan in the first game, which is like, 
when you're in the dark look for the light or mm-hmm. whatever and there's no light in the part two and that's a it's a very eloquent way of saying exactly what i feel i, I wish i had come up with that line because it's uh yeah it, it, there is no positivity in this game just, and yeah, yeah. I, i'm yeah i don't know i want to play a game which is just about joel teaching ellie the guitar that's what i want to play i liked it yeah yeah but um <sighs> yeah that's... this is a this is a it was certainly fascinating i i will yes. say there is a part of me that is glad to have played it because it has at least engaged my brain way more than i thought it was going to yeah um it's just not for the right reasons unfortunately it's at least a fun and, part of video game discourse yeah and i i would have bet up until basically when i started playing the game i would have put money on on liking this game well maybe not i don't know in theory a new naughty dog game especially a new last of us game is something that i would i theoretically would have could have really liked and expected to be like high on a top 10 list or something at the end of the year yeah and i cannot believe the extent to which i do not feel that way i will say um, i was not expecting it i thought you were going to be closer to me where you had problems with it but event- but overall yeah. just kind of enjoyed uh, the majority of it yeah good times eh hey it was it's almost worth it yeah it was almost worth it and for I, me. I also said to ben i hope jameson hates it for the chat <laughs> well, here we go. Almost three hours long. And it happened. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I mean, this is this is me like literally just going, starting right in, not on Ghost Sushma, but on the on the discussion. Um, I was gonna say before we move on to Ghost of Sushma from our Last of Us Two talk, which we just finished having just moments oh, ago. We're not going back, are we? No, no, no. I was just going to say uh, the last closing thought on The Last of Us is that it's been six weeks since we had that chat. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is wild. Uh, I spent like three weeks with that game on the brain, right? I spent, you know, like, what was it, five or six days playing it, a week reviewing it, and then another week consuming the bullshit around reviews of that game. Yeah. And I, I, I think the most damning thing I can say now that time has passed is, man, I don't remember anything from that game. <laughs> I I came away, uh, I think since we recorded the chat, I've come away uh, feeling more fondly towards the gameplay and feeling less fondly towards the story. Like, the more <laughs> yeah, different fair. perspectives and, like, holes that people were finding within, you know, the plot. Yeah. The more I listened to what people had to say, the more I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is even... I mean, we went in as well. Yeah, but there's so much like that we didn't there's even touch on with that, yeah, problems even, with the story. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. now I've had a little rest. I think back to the gameplay, you know, really fondly. Interesting. Yeah, I I just really liked playing that game, but uh, man, that game is uh, it's a pretty shitty sequel to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's a really yeah. shitty sequel. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen a piece of media so like offensively disregard everything a community liked about its product before in an attempt to reach some sort of egotistical artistic place it's the titanic a... 2 movie was probably a bad <laughs> come on it's not james cameron is it <laughs> no fucking asylum films probably yeah 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 that but just, yeah i think yeah. 
I think uh, like the first game is uh, over seven years old now, and I can I can like very vividly recall a lot from that game. Granted, I've played it through like I think three times, mm-hmm. but I, I remember you know broad story moments and like really small. Like I remember the the zombie fight in the museum early in that game where it's all night and there's like it's like a American historical museum and. I remember the cool oh, little yeah. side story with the guy and the the little community in the uh, sewers. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I remember like a lot of you know I remember all these big moments and and even just like visuals. And I it, and the Last of Us Part Two. I mean, it's only six weeks old, and I it's and I spent three weeks thinking about it, <laughs> and it's just yeah. it's just gone. It's just I don't have I don't remember much of anything from that game. Like I saw something and I was like. Was that in the game? And then I had to go look up the cutscene. I'm like, oh yeah, I, th- I think I remember this. Mm. Last of Us One's uh, pretty straightforward as well. Yeah, yeah. There's like less than ten plot points in that game. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyways. Anyway. Anyways, that was that was the last thing I want to say. Is it's just wow, it's sure was forgettable. And speaking of forgettable, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> oh my uh, god, he just came out swinging. So we're talking about Ghosts of Tsushima. <laughs> uh, yes, Ghost, su- of, Ghost su- of Tsushima. Tsushima. Um, soccer punch game. Uh, looked looked kind of looked kind of cool, and then it came out and uh, wasn't that cool really. <clears throat> so. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I think just, I'm kind of just like awkwardly pausing because I kind of want you to just kind of go first. Okay. I think Ghost of Tsushima is fine. Yes. Yeah, me too. I, I think, think it's got it's... a lot of pretty strong components and some really good production values. Uh, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and also no. Mm, I don't know. Okay. I, I think going in, well, three, it was announced, okay, first of all, it was announced like almost three years ago, which is kind of crazy, mm-hmm. um, or two and a half years ago or whatever, and I remember that trailer being really good, and it's still really good. And I then, don't remember it, but I will go If you on. looked it up, you would be like, oh, this is a good It's like him in the flames or something. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. It's a good trailer. I like it. And and then they did the E3 demo two years ago, mm-hmm. and it was like okay, n- cool. Not sure, you know, a l- not not a lot of info in that E3 thing. And then they they then it just disappeared for two years. Uh, and then they did their state of play, whatever it was, you know, in in June, and showed it, and I was like, oh, it's an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> yeah. It oh. really is. I mean, and so it went from being like, I'm not sure what this game is to, oh, I really, 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 really know what this game is. Yeah. Um And I think that was, I think that state of play was actually really good for just putting the brain in the right place. You know, I, I, like I watched Expectations, that and I was like. Expectations, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it and I was like, okay, this looks like an Assassin's Creed game with a really good, visually good setting. And maybe the combat will be fun and... Mm-hmm. I was thinking 
by mid-June, especially after the last bus, especially as we were getting close to Ghost of Tsushima, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm down. I don't like Assassin's Creed games anymore, and I no. don't really like Ubisoft games anymore, and I haven't for years, and I, I, I don't play a lot of them. So I sort of went in expecting um, to have a decent time with it, because I was in the mood, and I'm not often in the mood for these types of games. And I would say I did. I think I had a I had a t- totally fine time with it. Um, yeah, I w- I'd agree. I should clarify that uh, I believe you have beaten the game. I did beat the story. Yes. I only finished the first island. Yeah. Um, I was pretty thorough with that island. I did all the question marks I could find, and I cleared out every single. Mongolian, uh, you know, yeah, occup- did you do, occupied. Did you do all the side quests in that in that zone as well? I believe so. They're all okay. gone from the map, so it's pretty much a clear clear map now. Yeah, I th- I okay. think so. You know, have the fog. There's still fog there. I didn't, um, you know, switch to the traveler's attire oh, every you, single time because it was kind if of. If you annoying clear out to... all of the uh, encampments, it reveals all the fog from the map. Maybe I have then. Maybe I just aren't aware of the fact that I did 100 yeah, percent the first maybe island. You did. Yeah. Okay. But um, I it's not a case of me not beating the game because I disliked it. Mm-hmm. Um, as you alluded to just a second ago, me and you just aren't really the biggest fans of the assassin Assassin's Creed genre anymore. Uh, I think everyone has had their moments with that genre. You literally cannot avoid it. Um, and you know, I was I was there. I enjoyed Assassin's Creed one, two, some of the Ezio, and then Black Flag. And then I was out. Uh, well, you played you Origins. Know. Yeah, I came back. I came back for Origins, yeah. and now I'm, and you, I'm back out again. <laughs> but you also still enjoy, have enjoyed Far Cry, where I haven't. Yes. And Watch Dogs, where I haven't. So I would say you're, if anything, you're the one that is more in favor of this open genre. world. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's definitely closer to Assassin's Creed than. Its yeah. own unique open world concept. Um, and this review is probably going to be close to, uh, if anyone listened to our, to our Outer Worlds review, where I didn't enjoy Outer Worlds because it felt to me like just a retread of a genre I played many, many times. Mm-hmm. And it didn't bring anything new or innovative to the genre. Uh, and I don't feel strictly the same about Ghost of Tsushima, but I don't feel far off from that. Yeah, um, yeah, I get you. Yeah. And if you don't have fatigue of the open world Assassin's Creed uh, genre, if you're a fan of Assassin's Creed, uh, this will probably be your game of the year because it's probably the best Assassin's Creed in some regards. Uh, yeah. In, mo- in a lot, of, you know, in Assassin's a lot of Creed ways, has I would say, yeah. incredible environmental artists. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when we get to that point of the review, uh, there's some competition. Mm-hmm. But anyway, now I've done that little prelog. There is combat, graphics, and then, you know, side stuff. I think it's quite an easy game to break down. So uh, where do you want to start? Yeah, it's just just combat. Why not? It's you, sure. you do a lot of it. I think... Yes, that is the game. The whole game. Well, I would say I do like that if you do side stuff, if you do the question marks... Mm-hmm. You don't end up doing a lot of combat. Um, obviously, the the Mongol uh, outposts are are combat. Yeah, um, I mean, I but like I appreciate it. that there's a a decent amount of stuff to just 
wander around and do, you know, without mm-hmm. combat. I like that. Yeah. And I would say I would say broadly that I I like the combat in this game solid. I think it's solid. Um I don't Yeah. I don't like Assassin's Creed combat, not modern Assassin's Creed combat. Um I just don't think it feels good at all. And mm-hmm. I don't like most melee combat. And a little bit early on, I was sort of mixed on the combat, and I was like... Yes, I'd agree. Uh, especially because there's no no lock-on early on is strange, but you, you don't really miss it after a few hours. And... Uh, huh. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, huh. I should say. I did not find myself missing it after a few hours. Um, but... Early on, I was I was sort of like, okay, this combat is a little frustrating, but also I like, I I liked the initial sort of feel of like deliberateness, deliberateness in not so much that it's not like a Sekiro, you have to be deliberate, you know. But I like just you press, you you press a button and you just do like one swipe, you know, or maybe two, and you kill someone. Uh, early on, I like sort of the the. I don't know what the right words are, but it's just, it doesn't feel f- spammy mm-hmm. to no, me. Oh, yeah, I it, get you. It feels, you know, a little bit more like press button, wait, press, 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 press. You know, it feels sort of. That's how you know. are supposed to do, like, all media combat games, just a little. No, I know, but but it, they <laughs> just, just the, the combination of, uh, you know, sound effects and animations and, oh, and yeah. attacks, it feels uh, swift and sort of precise in a way that something like Assassin's Creed just never does to me. It just feels like a, like Assassin's Creed just feels really squishy. And yes. Sushima feels uh, much more slicey and precise in a nice way. Oh, it's uh, definitely way. better than Ubisoft stuff. Yes. Sure. Yeah, and I think if I hadn't enjoyed the combat fine enough, despite some problems with it, uh, I would not have gone very far in this game. Um, so before we probably turn to uh dunking on the combat for all the weird things that are maybe wrong with it uh i would say broadly i had a pretty solid time with just the pure combat uh which is more than i can say for the majority of these style of games uh so check off good check mark good job sucker punch Uh, uh i would say at the beginning i didn't like the combat um I had a weird perception in my mind that, uh, and I don't know if this is because of the footage I saw of the combat. I think it was because I saw the standoff mechanic, uh, which I do like. It gets a bit repetitive after a while, but I, I still think it's, you know, at least interesting and different. Mm-hmm. But when I saw that, for some reason, I thought the combat was going to be a bit more... Um, it's like that lethal uh, difficulty that just came out where it's like, you die in one hit, but your yeah. enemies go down super quick. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of... The enemies do go down really quick. Uh, you are an absolute fucking monster in this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you are kind of a bit of a sponge. I, I was just a bit disappointed by how easy the combat was in this game. Mm. Um, and it was an issue for like the first chunk of that first island because I, I never used stealth because I just thought it was pointless and it was yeah. so slow and unnecessary. And it was uncreative. That part of the game, you know, maybe skipping a little bit ahead here, but the stealth component is just kind of 
It's like it's, The Last of Us. Yeah. Just go up I think we trying. joked in The Last of Us that we never want to stealth walk through grass again. And I, yeah, yes. I, I played this entire game running in, hitting the challenge all remaining enemy buttons. Like, come and fight me. I'm a, f- yeah. like, I, I was, there was almost, you know, they force it on you sometimes. It's because uh, we're honorable samurai, Jameson. Exactly. Well, you know, uh, the story will get there, but uh, I'm sure yeah. s- certainly disagrees. But yes, I I barely engage with the stealth stuff. Uh, yeah, well. I was just expecting a bit more of a like a reactive punishing um, combat than a like Batman Assassin's Creed kind of. I mean, you can't take a lot of hits, but very quickly you get a build where. Like, you'll get a lot of resolve back from doing X and Y, and then you can just heal yourself and all this stuff, and very quickly, you get very overpowered. Um, But after the initial disappointment, I just kind of went with it, adjusted my, you know, what I was expecting from the game, and I I kind of like the fact that you're just an absolute machine in this game, and you just shred enemies apart. Absolutely. I do think (laughs) it is on purpose. Oh, yeah. Uh, One thing I want to compliment the game on is... Uh, I really like that enemies just shit their pants in this game sometimes. I really (laughs) like that. Because there's always this strange immersion-breaking stuff in games like Assassin's Creed where you will uh, cut down like 30 of an enemy's army uh, right in front of this guy's face. You'll kill all his friends, and he is this lowly little guy "Ah," with a sword in his hand, and he just runs at you. And it's like, you just watched me slay 40 (laughs) people in front of you. Mm -hmm. And you're still just as enthusiastic as ever to come at me with your little sword. And it just doesn't make any sense. And I I like in Ghost of Tsushima that sometimes the enemies just cack themselves and cower in fear. (laughs) And you feel like an absolute monster in this game. And initially, I, I was kind of hoping for, not from software, but just something a bit more deliberate and stylish and to me it Uh, kind of did feel a little bit batman oh yeah just assassin's creed e and i wasn't having there's less variety at the beginning of the game uh, and i found it easier but as the game goes on you get a pretty fun and versatile set of tools and you're kind of just toying with the enemies like you don't i never needed to use my tools because you can just block 90% of the attacks. And as you go through the skill tree, you learn how to block even more of them. The orange attacks just kind of fade away to just the brutes. Uh, so I'm just like, when I'm using my arsenal of uh, attacks and tools, it just feels like I'm fucking with these guys. Like, it's unnecessary oh, yeah. to me. Um, and I kind of I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Yes, I, I think that's a positive. You know, and that's yeah. I think that's smart design with what this game is, which is a broad market you know easy on the brain appealing uh check off the boxes game and mm-hmm. it's nice to have that feeling of just yeah i'm so i i not to get ahead of myself slightly but i i put a little list together of weirdly specific ways in which this game is an assassin's creed game and one <laughs> okay. of the things on my on that list is you become a giant Beyblade or blender of death. You just, yeah. and and that was more specific to the older Assassin's Creed formula. Cause I, I mean, I'm sure you'd become that as well in the new games, but I haven't played them as much. Mm-hmm. But I, and I always sort of like that, like with the Ezio games, you spend a few hours being stealthy, but then by the midpoint in that game, you just drop down and you're just like, you just sort of hold a button or two and you just spin around and you're, you're like double blading everyone and slicing and assassin. And you just, you just spin around and you just fucking murder everyone in like 30 seconds. 
Mm-hmm. And he'd just feel like a giant Beyblade of death. And uh, Ghost of Tsushima is definitely that way as well. You just... There's like, you know, a few hours of learning. And then you are just... A, you're just killing everyone. Yeah. Um, I would say sort of semi-related to that. Maybe one of my bigger problems with the combat and the progression is that really early on, I felt like I hit a spot where I was good. Like, and I didn't yeah. need anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I got really quickly, like, I, th- I swear it was the first two gold charms that I got was you heal out of combat. So you never have to pop resolve when you're out of combat to get back up to full HP. And you restore a moderate amount of HP every time you kill an enemy. Yeah, yes. And I one. got both of those in like the first 10 hours and I never swapped them out. And Oh, so sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I swapped out uh, the healing outside of combat one with uh, opening the window of the perfect parry. Uh, I only Jesus. just got that one. So oh, really? I just got that charm just I, la- I like early. two days ago. Uh, I think... Yeah, that no, I just got OP. that one, yeah. Um, that that kind of does, does turn good. it into, like, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. And so I was just, you know, you just tank everything. Like, I, I wouldn't even look at my health in most fights. Mm-hmm. And I got that um, that circle, triangle, heavy attack, the, like, yeah. uh, I don't know what, it, what, what it's called. And... It's cool. And the only um, stance that I found was necessary was the shield one. Mm-hmm. And I had specced that out very early on. And I just, every upgrade I got, I was just like, from from probably the 10 or 12 hour mark in, I mean, there's no, I don't really know how far in I was, but early on, it was just like, I, for the rest of the game, it felt like I was just putting skill points in because I had them. Yeah. Um, and you get your little throwing daggers and your sticky tar bomb, and you just go in and you just, spin it up and let it loose and you just you just spin your katana and <laughs> yeah. throw your knives and sticky tar bomb and a uh a triangle circle heavy attack like four times in a row because you've got max resolve and i might as well spend it on something and that it was it was fun all the way through but i do it is always disappointing when you feel like like outer worlds uh, 10 hours into a 30, 40, 80, 100 hour game, whatever it is, and you're like, I'm good. Uh, mission accomplished. Like, I'm, 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 I am the ghost of Tsushima now. I win. Like, I'm just a death machine. Uh, it's, it's, it kills the desire. You know, it kills that loop of like, oh, a skill point. What should I spend it on and get more powerful? It's just like, I don't need to be more powerful. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Which is, it's a little disappointing when that happens yeah i would uh, i would agree with that but it was still fun pretty much all the way through for me to just go in and fuck everyone up yeah uh let's get into some problems that yeah i have with the combat system so um the the stance system yeah um i think it's a really clever way to make the player feel like they're doing something <laughs> when it doesn't really matter. Well, it does It, it does uh... kind of matter, but it just feels like a thing that was put in place to add player agency to the combat 
when there is no thinking or planning really required. Um, and another annoying thing is, um, did you ever get the pop-ups where you would use an incorrect mm-hmm. stance on an enemy and this fucking obnoxious, like, paused screen would pop up and tell you, like, yep. use this? St- I'm like, I'm 40 hours in. I'm not. It felt, yep. it felt like it, by the way. And, like... I, I get it. I understand that I'm not supposed to kick the little soldier with the sword. I'm supposed to poke him. But I like yeah. the kick. It's fun. The kick attack yeah. is fun. So why are you putting in systems with different attacks? Like, if you just don't let people, like, mess around and experiment with them. Yeah, um, those pop-ups God. are really, they're really annoying. Uh, it, and, that and felt no Ubisoft, where it's like, this is how you have to play the game. Uh, don't experiment with combat. It's rock, paper, scissors, and there's, like, no flexibility. Yeah, like I said, with the with like I specced into the the shield, the water stance, I think is the shield one, and I I almost never switched off of it because you just don't need to. Oof. Just how many pop ups did you see? Uh, they I only got it like three or four times. God, I can't. Uh, but like, you don't really need to mix it up all that much. I mean, sure, you break their whatever a little faster, yeah. but like. I also have throwing knives and sticky bombs and archer bows and 50 other things that, you know, yeah, the stance system, I, I, it's, I don't really know that it, it doesn't really feel like it adds anything. No. Yeah, that's my problem with it. It just sort of feels superfluous, you know, where it's like, they've got this huge skill tree, but like, it doesn't really... I'm sure on a harder difficulty, you know, you maybe have to engage with it more, but on normal, you just you just slice and dice everyone uh, with yeah. whatever stance. It doesn't really matter. It just kind of felt like artificial uh, agency to me. Yeah. Where it's yeah. put there to make it feel like you're doing something, but, like, I'm not four years old. I see a guy with a spear pressing, like, R2 and triangle. It doesn't make me feel like I've made, like, a good strategic choice. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. thought it was... Pointless, and the pop-ups really fucking piss me off. Yes, those po- I specifically wrote down that those pop-ups are really goddamn annoying. Uh, I had a real problem with no lock on camera. Okay, um, yeah. I really, really hate it. I don't know what they were thinking, because a lock on isn't... Um, it's not forced when it's in From games or other, you know, melee combat games. It's optional. You don't have to use it. So why not just put it in the game so that I'm not wrestling with a camera while trying to engage in combat? It just adds this bizarre out-of-immersion aspect to the combat, which is me controlling this physical camera and like trying to put myself in a position so that, okay, I don't want to keep touching the right stick. I want to. It was just like, why yeah. not just let me focus on someone? I don't understand what they were thinking. Uh, I do think I saw some sort of article where they tried to explain it as um, it makes you faster in combat, it flows better. But just, you don't have to use it. A big yeah. part of learning the flow of from software games is there is a time to use lock-on and a time not to use lock-on. Because sometimes you don't always want to be forced into facing a certain direction. You want to have freedom of movement. And I just, why not just put it in there as an option? Because I had so many times where the camera just sucked ass in this game. Uh, and it was like this extra thing to focus on. I just didn't, I just didn't get it. I missed it a lot early on. Um, and then acclimated to it and just, didn't find myself missing it, but I completely agree. I, I don't know why it's just not there. Because, yeah. I mean, later on, like, you're you're fighting a lot of enemies. Mm-hmm. And 
sometimes you want to focus down on one guy and you know it says like press in the direction of the guy you want to fight and it'll sort of you'll, you'll sort of like you know you're more likely to hit him but it's like just let me lock onto him. <laughs> yeah, I had quite a few occasions with the hold down triangles attacks uh, where I would just miss. I would just swing at someone and just yeah. miss them, or go for the wrong person, and then you get a fucking pop up. And just I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like lock on immediately. It's not like a from. It's not, you're not copying from software. It's just in games because it makes sense to be able to target someone yeah, in combat. Because your your hands can only do so much. Like it's just, it's like auto aim with first person shooters. Like it's there because. It's a controller, same like lock on in a third person melee game. It, it just, it just makes it just it seems like a quality of life thing. Like I thought we had hit a point where it was just like borderline mandatory. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's just in every one of those games because why wouldn't it be? You have to hit the buttons, and when you're hitting the buttons, you can't adjust the camera, so you let the game adjust the camera for you. I mean, it makes. It's very simple. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it's not in. It's a very strange omission. It doesn't have to be, you know, forced. Just let the player have options. Yeah. Um, and, one well, small thing. And I want to uh-huh. know if this was a personal uh, issue. I had a really hard time uh, kicking enemies off of ledges. Yeah. I, I kept trying to do it. And sometimes I actually had success and they would, like, topple over a ledge. And yeah, other times yeah. they would just, like, hit this invisible wall when I was doing the spear kick. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of lame. It was just kind of mm-hmm. disappointing. Like you put in a kick, and the Assassin's Creed game Odyssey. Yes, I was gonna say, yeah, it literally was famous for it was you know, pretty good for the for the big Spartan kick. It was all the trending Reddit gifs of people. You know that famous one. Where you have a boss fight, and they just kick him off a cliff. You just kick him off the ledge. I did that when I played that mission, and it was great. It was yeah. hilarious. It's set up just to do that. And yes, yeah. If the, you're, you're not to be rude, but you're kind of copying Assassin's Creed. You're going for that genre. Yeah. So why is it just it? I don't know if it was just me, but it just didn't feel like it wanted it to happen. Every time it did happen, it just felt, like, broken. I tried it a couple of times early on and managed to do it once, but it just... And then I basically just stopped doing it because it never seemed to work. They would, yeah, they just hit an invisible wall and uh, you'd have to try, like, three or four times in different angles to get them to actually fall off, uh, which is a shame. I will say, just this is just sort of a semi-tangent, I respect modern Assassin's Creed... For how much it's okay with just going off the rails with its mm-hmm. combat. AC Odyssey, I mean, my god, does it ever go crazy to like crazy. Like it doesn't it is not worried about realism or immersion. I mean, you early on in Odyssey you get an ability that you can just fall from literally any height. Any <laughs> yeah. height at all, and you take no fall damage. Um one of the last uh, uh, skills on the skill tree in the stealth area uh, in Odyssey is when you crouch, you literally turn invisible. <laughs> okay. You yeah. know, um, and I appreciate that, and I feel like Ghost of Tsushima could have done for a little a little, it could have taken a little bit of that, you know, just maybe, yeah, like the Spartan kick thing just make it stupid like it's funny and fun let us do that yeah. and there's like and a lot of verticality on the map so the situation yes, yeah. like comes up pretty frequently where i i want to you know kick this guy in the face off a cliff and it just i don't know it, it, just, it just felt it just sort of makes the game feel a bit jank yeah when you, when you do that and it, it and it ruins the sort of cool factor you know mm-hmm. you, you, you go, i want to be creative in my combat yes and like the pop-ups mixed with like these feelings of slight limitations 
Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like something. The the combat looks really cool, and there's a lot of uh, options and tools and toys and things to do. Mm-hmm. It just kind of feels like it. It just doesn't. It wants you to play the way they intended, and it's just. Can we get past this? Like, can I just experiment in my games? Like, come on. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, and then that's uh-huh. kind of like my small ones, and then there's the obvious big one. Uh, Archer. Oh, yeah, I, that wasn't the one I was going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to take it away? Because I'm, I'm going to leave the big one for last. Okay, I'm not sure what the big one is. Uh, when you say it, I'm sure I'll understand. Yes, you will. Um, a few little ones, I would say, uh, quickly. Oh, um, um, the, the parry button timing to me sometimes felt weird. Yeah. Um, I Without felt like the, I'd um... have to hit it earlier than it seemed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Without that charm, I would agree. When I got the charm, it felt normal, but without it, I was okay. like, I swear I hit that button. Like, you have to, I, I, it really did feel like I had to anticipate uh, and just be hitting it before the blue flash happened mm-hmm. uh, to get those perfect pair. Yeah, the parry system, it just felt a little weird to me sometimes. And sometimes it would, I would be parrying and, and I would just get attacked anyways. And I, I, I don't know, maybe I wasn't facing them fully. I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that stuff was a little strange. Um... That's stealth related. I'll come back to the stealth in a little bit. Okay. Because um, I know you had a few problems. Um, I mean, I didn't really do it, so I haven't got much to say on it. <laughs> well, that's more more related to the stealth mission. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. So. Um. Oh, there's one. Me- there's one uh, thing you get later on, which I don't think you've got. No, you wouldn't have gotten because it was fairly late in Act Two on the second area. You get a. Uh, it's called the Ghost Meter. Mm. And. Um, it basically it's a it's like a super ability. You click uh, uh, the two sticks in, and it the whole screen goes uh, twenty one by nine, uh, letterboxed Ooh, black cool. and white, and then you get three insta kills on any enemy type. So you okay. and you slash them, and the screen flashes red, uh, and it's like a stylistically cool thing, um, and it's fun to and, and every and all the enemies like really freak out when you do it. Um, yeah, I love that stuff. And it's a good moment in the campaign, and it's fun. <clears throat> it's a fun mechanic as well to have in your for for fights. My problem with it is that it the, how you get it is by either you kill a leader from stealth, which okay, never going to do that uh, because stealth. And the other way you get it is not you have to kill. I think it's seven enemies without taking damage, and then you fill the meter. And if you take damage after it's full, it dis it undoes it you have to redo it okay and i don't like anything in games that is like a kill streak you know where where you're <laughs> okay feels you're making progress making progress and then you get hit once and you lose it and that it's just like a weird brain thing i, I just don't like seeing the bar go down even though i'm not using it much i'm not really trying for it just seeing the bar like flash down to zero after it's full or when it's one away from full it just sort of pisses me off uh and it's just one of those small weird game design things that whenever there's a bar in a game that sounds easy mate uh you, you get hit once and it goes away it's like oh fuck off um and no that's not that's pretty much it for uh open combat stealth i uh i did write down also that i enjoyed the combat more than something like spider-man um, yeah that's fair and it brings more to the table when it comes to evolving Batman and, and Assassin's Creed, I think, than Spider-Man did. Yeah, yeah. And Spider-Man also, I just had that weird mental 
screw up where the control scheme was just slightly different than Batman and my Batman muscle memory was weirdly it's it's deep in there for some reason. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. what's the big one? Oh, aside from archers. Uh just lack of lack of variety. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There's there's like f- there's like four enemies in the game. Yep. And you just fight the same guys over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um and it just it's just kind of boring to just fight the same guys over and over and over again and there's one way to kill them or as the game tells you off. <laughs> yeah. And like the only thing that evolves in the game is how much you kind of fuck around with them before you kill them all inevitably. And I just don't know, like, the, there's bears, but I just kind of... I mean... They die in, like, one bow here as well. Yeah. What the hell? Especially when you get the long bow, you just zing yeah. them right in the head and they're dead. Um, and, like, there's dogs, but, like, dogs are just weird. You just kind of you just slash at them. And there's there's only, like, six of them in the whole game, I felt like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, just kind of got boring just killing the same guys over and over again. Yeah, I think we, we had talked about it earlier, and it's like, why... What is it with games this gen where there's there's just like three enemies in video games? Yeah. And it's, you know, there's the default guy. There's a guy with a shield, a guy with a spear, uh, a guy with an archer, or the bow, rather. And then the big boys, the chungus, that takes lots of health. And you're like, mm-hmm. and that, and like The Last of Us was the same way. There's like two enemies in that game. And they all they all look the same as well. They all have the exact same model and aesthetic. And it's like, I don't know why it's so hard for a lot of devs. And that's definitely the one thing that sets, uh, or one of the many things that sets from software games apart is that they have like 70 enemies in their games and Mm -hmm. and they're all completely unique. And Yeah, it just didn't feel like there was any learning for me to do past like five to ten hours. Oh, yeah. No, totally. 100%. Um and I don't know. I don't, it's, it's weird my brain? that they, yeah. It's just weird to me that, like, I get it. It, it, the setting, you know. Okay, I understand. grounded historical. Yeah, yeah. But like, you're gonna spend all this time, like years, like five, six years, making a, a game that is, I don't know, forty, fifty, eighty hours long. Uh, like, there's four enemies. Yeah. It's just weird. I would understand it more in this and The Last of Us if the combat was really, really infrequent. Like, if in The Last of Us there were, like, you know, eight combat encounters yeah. and and the enemies were all the same, I'd get it. But in both games, there's it's there's so much combat. There are so many Mongol yes. outposts in this game. And you just... They're all the same. They're all mm-hmm. exactly the same. Except for the... Um, you In Act 2, you have to fight... Um, Ronin, so they're sort of similar moveset to you. Okay, that's um, cool. But spoilers, like they die really easily, mm, <laughs> just okay. like everything else in the game. You know, you throw some tar pit on explosives and then shoot them with an arrow, or just slice and dice, and it it works just fine. Yeah, um, I just like it's kind of the reason I haven't played more because I just yeah. like I've seen a couple of things that happen later on in the game. I saw that triple attack thing you mentioned. But right. I, I don't know, I just found it hard to motivate myself to play more when I was one third of the way through and I just kind of felt like I'd seen everything. Yeah, uh, I, know that, I know that's yeah. not technically true. I'm sure there's a few little things, but man, the first I didn't was yeah. too many, like 20 hours and I, I just, I don't see 60 hours of, you know, me playing oh God, this game. No. Yeah, so I, um, I played through this game very weirdly. I was taking it, I was 
playing like very casually early and then I was like okay I, I want to do a beauty video and the the next area the areas are locked off via story missions and also the skybox is full of these ugly annoying like 2d smoke decals tied to enemy encampments so I played it weirdly and like beelined it through the story and did all the enemy encampments in the mm -hmm. the two areas and uh I I would have stopped playing this a lot earlier if I if it weren't for the desire to do a little video. Uh, the only reason I played through the story was because of the video, and the only reason I did so much of the combat side stuff was because I wanted to clear up the skybox for the video. And, <laughs> yeah, fair. And um, so yeah, I pro and I I I definitely would not have played. I probably wouldn't have gotten past the first island in this. I probably would have stopped. I probably would have stopped with like most AC games and most Ubisoft games after about ten. 10 to 15 hours honestly mm -hmm. I, I might have poked at it i probably would have poked at it a little more um than those other games i reckon but i i played saturday for like 40 minutes and then sunday i booted it up and i looked at the map screen and i was like no I, i'm done with this game <laughs> and i just yeah. closed it and uh and i because i still have like a couple dozen question marks on the main island. Uh, <laughs> okay. I haven't done a single, like I've done like five question marks in the middle. I have done none in the north. Uh, I haven't done a side quest since eight hours into the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm just, I'm just sort of, yeah, I'm just done with it, especially because horizon is out on PC in a few days. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to play that. Um, so that, <laughs> that sort of ties into the, other things for me that are not combat um which is i mean broadly i think the biggest the word the bummer with this game for me is that it lacks anything really special or standout yeah. visually yeah. visually graphically yes mm -hmm. but for me even a lot of the sony like even something like spider-man which is a very very familiar game um that i actually didn't super love uh i i in I was pulled through it because the story was really good. Yeah, um, and, and the, the story... swinging is like a nice novelty factor yes. to the game. And but the thing that kept me through Spider-Man and made me want to keep playing Spider-Man was the story. And I think the story and storytelling in that game is really good. Yeah. And then you know something like uh, Horizon has good story, great world, character design, enemies, stuff like that. Um, and I feel like a lot of Sony's games this gen have had something really really special in them uh mm. you know there have been a couple that like days gone obviously no um but i no. would say aside from that you know from bloodborne onwards for the last five years all their games have had something compelling and sort of special in them even though there's a lot of familiarity between yeah. those games and ghost ghost to me just doesn't feel like it has anything there like the combat's fine the visuals are really good, but like visuals are so surface level, it's not compelling content. Um, I think the story stuff is all really boring, um, which is probably a, a talking point there. Uh, like, and the side wow. content is also boring. 
Yeah, so some of it's um, the side quest is just like killing Mongols, but like some of the activities are, I would say, endearing. Yeah, after the first five, or I say, I should say, before you do more than five. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, we can just go through them. I don't have like a lot to say on the side activities, but no, me neither. I I kind of like the uh, I was gonna say world building, but. I don't know what to call the hot springs and the haikus. It's just kind of wholesome, endearing. Yeah. They're kind of cute. Yes. Peaceful? I, I, I don't know. They're just sort nice. Sort of related to that note, I wrote something down that I think applies to a lot of stuff in this game. It reminds me a little bit of the Metro games in how I find it endearing. There's a lot of stuff in this game that feels like it's really going for it, but it's just yeah. not quite hitting it. <laughs> yeah. But in a way that I find nice. And yes, a lot of the side content is uh, really peaceful and pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I agree. I, I like that stuff. The problem with the side content for me is that um, it's just like the rest of the game. It's just there's like four of them. And that's it. And there's a lot of them. There's and there fo- are so four- many. 49 fox dens, may I say. 49. Yeah. And and honestly, probably my biggest problem with them is that there is no sense of discovery to them. Because they are all tied to... There is all something that guides you right to them. Yeah. Um, I think if the foxes were rare and every now and then they'd lead you to one of those things or if the birds every now and then showed up it would be good and i would be okay with that but instead literally every single thing has a bird that flies you to it or a fox that leads you there Uh, and it makes it so that i it just doesn't feel like i am doing anything Mm -hmm. it just feels like the game is on cruise control and i'm barely even playing you know uh, open world's are cool because there's a sense of discovery to them and ghost doesn't feel like you're ever discovering anything it just feels like i mean you literally are being led by the hand to everything in that game i am um, for some reason i didn't really follow those birds very much because i just i don't know they just popped up at annoying times when i was on the way to do something else mm. or i had some like weird moments where a bird would just lead me to an outpost i already know about i'm like what, a, what am i looking at here bird <laughs> yeah. like so i just i kind of ignored them uh, after a while and the one side activity which i really liked which i don't think would have resonated with you that much is the shrines um because for some reason the i shrine- just oh the fox shrines no not the fox shrines the um like the, on the mountain things they're called shrines aren't they oh those ones where you just hold forward and you you do uncharted climbing yeah i mean sure yeah they're, they're fine but I like, like yeah them. yeah some of them they're... a bit more um uh, out there than others. They take longer to get around and figure out. I just, I can't help it, man. I like that shit. I you know, know me. You do. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. It's just like satisfying, like beamlines, like mild puzzle. I don't know why I like them, but I do. I yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. I like the shrines. It's fair. I get it. Before Fox we... can fuck off, but I like the shrines. Before we forget, um, we, I, we forgot to mention that the archers fucking suck in this game. Yeah, they're annoying. They suck. They're really annoying. They, like, almost ruin the combat half the time because they're just shooting constantly and they're just, they're no fun at all. Take them out of the game. Yeah, especially when 
the only way to kind of counter them is to shoot them yourselves with a bow. Yeah, or and run at can... them and slice them. Yeah. yeah, that's what you kind of eventually <sighs> do because they keep interrupting your animation of pulling the bow, the bowstring back. So, God, there's nothing more infuriating than getting staggered by an- yep. out of your animation over and over. Holy fuck! So you just have to be like, all right, wait, everyone, I'm going to sprint all the way over to this part of the uh, the combat area, slash the yeah. sky like twice, and then just come back. Yeah, they yeah, they, they suck. They suck. Uh, they, they do. Should, they should have been much more infrequent, but instead they're literally everywhere. Um, yeah, side. So yeah, side stuff, and then Meh. story stuff. Meh. Side content. The story stuff. Nope. Boring. Um, not interested. And the main story. Nope. Boring. I I could not tell you which missions are main and mi- which missions are side quests. They they just all seem the same to me. Yeah. Yeah. We all kind of blend together. I I wish the game was not so one note with its story stuff. Every single part of that game is just like the most self-serious. No, we are noble samurai warriors. We must get rid of the Mongols. Like that's every mission. And yep. it's just I, I I can't pay attention to it. Like it, it just it just bleeds together into this mush of oh, I am doing another self-serious mission with this person now what has happened i'm like i don't fucking care um yeah. and there's no skip cutscene button which really i why is what you should be allowed to skip cutscenes in video games i'm sorry like i get it you spent a lot of, a lot of time doing voiceover for this game but like i i would probably do more side quests if I could just skip all the cutscenes, mm-hmm. uh, cause they're, they're just not interesting at all. And the main story. So I have finished the main story and obviously it's not, uh, I mean, whatever, but like just a few words on it. It's not very interesting spoilers. Um, and the entire story is basically your uncle sees you doing one naughty thing that isn't noble. And he's like, I have disowned you now. And that's the whole game. Ah. And it's like, there's a lot of story emphasis on how you've become like this ennoble, you know, this naughty bad samurai that's doing all these TV ghost things. And, yeah. and it's like, and they force them on you in the main story, like in two, two things and that's it. And, and I'm, it, it was like a weird disconnect because in main combat, I was just always just fucking running in there doing samurai stuff. Um, and then, yeah, the entire story is just, you know, you you get your army, and then you go and kill the guy in a, an underwhelming mission, and then it ends. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, gets... I haven't I haven't beaten the story, but is is the game trying to make you feel like you're a bad guy? Is it like a Last of Us two type thing? Cause no, the Mongols no, are we... kind of kind of nasty bastards. So I I didn't really f- ever feel guilt about. You know, just doing what you got to do against 40 of them at, at it, once. It's sort of just like the vigilante sort of, you know, he he's... No, everyone loves you on the island except for your not-dad uncle uh, okay. who really hates you. And... Maybe this game's good for history buffs because isn't this based on no. real events? No? Okay. Well, it is, but it's like extremely not accurate at all, <laughs> apparently. Okay. I mean, the katana didn't even exist at this time in history, so... Oh, damn. Uh, apparently I, I, it's anyways, but yeah. And then it gets like really melodramatic near the end of the game in a way that like, I kind of respect a little bit 
Um, like my okay, so my I'm not gonna get like detailed spoilers here, but I just wanted to say it. So I guess if you really care about Ghost of Tsushima spoilers, plug your ears for thirty seconds. Um, the very end of this game is like two grown ass men crying because they are like so morally opposed to each other, and it is like heartbreaking <laughs> to them, and they can't like see each other's way of ways of life, and it's like I I kind of respect the effort, even though. I don't give a shit <laughs> about what, the content and it's not like amazing. Um, and it's kind of corny in fact, but it, it again is that Metro, you know, it's like they're really going for it at a few times in the <laughs> yeah. story with how dramatic it is. And it's like, they're not quite there, but also, you know, their heart is in the right place. And I respect that. Um, but yeah, I just wish it had any part of the game was like really special and they could have done it with story maybe you know you could do a lot of good side quests but they're just they're not interesting and and it's i don't i i think the thing that i was hoping most that i would be the special thing in this game would be the presentation outside of graphics like more in the mood um okay if you go back and watch the original announcement trailer i think it has this great mood to it it's very cinema uh, cinematic like the the cutscenes are beautiful beautifully framed and shot and it's i think i remember when we when that trailer came out i was like they look like they have really you know watched some japanese cinema of old and mm-hmm. are trying for that style and it's a bummer to me that in game there is like almost no style to the presentation. Visually, it's obviously excellent. The duels have a cool little cutscene lead up that you see 70 times. Um, <laughs> yeah. But 90% of the cutscenes are like these really weird pulled back wide angle panning shots where the characters are just talking to each other with no animations. Yeah, it reminds me of Mafia 3. Yeah, that that stuff is like really and at first I was like, oh, it's just the side quests that are this way. But it's not. It's like every all the main you said, you can't tell main missions apart from side stuff and that's part of it is that there's no uptick in presentation quality, you know? Like normally in an RP, a big open world RPG, it's like, okay, yeah, the side quests are just going to be talking heads, but then, you know, you get get some more action in the in the in the cutscenes and the opening of the game even starts really well as well with that style. The mm-hmm. the charge down the beach is really good, and then it, this game also has like the best title card of the <laughs> yeah. gen, maybe like that title card and the the framing and the music. I was like, fuck yeah, let's play some Ghost of Tsushima, and it, it just the rest of the game is like it feels cheap at times. This game in a in some. S- specific small little ways and one of those is the presentation and it it bums me out that there's that there's not that they didn't translate that i encourage people to go back and watch that uh i think it was the paris games week ghost of Tsushima reveal trailer i don't know like the story stuff the the dialogue is exactly as it was in game but just the presentation of it it's just got a good mood to it you know yeah and a game with a good mood, I can be carried through a game with a good mood, and it it is like halfway there. Because mm-hmm. visually, it's very beautiful, and it's it, can, it has a nice peaceful vibe uh, a yeah. lot of the times when you're wandering the world, which is good. Uh, 
but it's just it's just not quite there. I would say outside of I know you're uh, being maybe a bit more specific towards you know the the cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. But I I think the open world in this game is just like absurdly pretty to to you know str- strut around. Oh, definitely. It's man. I've only explored one and like a third of an island, and I didn't expect there to be as much visual variance for a uh, what do you call this Japanese fe- feudal feudal Japan. Right. Yes. I just didn't really think there'd be that much variety, especially when it's set on one island. But I think they do a really just amazing job of keeping the like color palette. And the visual setting consistently varied and interesting as you strut around your horse. And I just think this game has a really amazing, like, cinematography vibe to the yes, landscape. When you're, and when how you're you out look. and, yes, when you're just out and playing, I think it, it, it yes. really nails that stuff. Yeah. God, it look it, it feels like they designed the entire map around photo mode. Oh, like, yeah. It was a it huge really selling point of the game and their design around it. And they're like, everywhere you look, there needs to be kind of like a sight line which would line up really well with a silhouette of X and Y. And they like, it just looks so good. And I think I, I don't like to say graphics make a game better, but I probably would have stopped playing earlier if it didn't look oh, yeah. this good. Oh yeah. Like, looks, like I mean, it's really fucking good. You know, I literally played through like the major. I mean, I played through the entire story and did a majority of the, mongol outposts purely because it looked so good like that mm-hmm. that was driven by the beauty video literally like yeah no no the it looks incredible and it and, and it's um a testament to good art direction you know and yeah, just and lighting. how much you can do with lighting and particles still and color and and color yes and it was nice to play a game with color after the last of us that's for sure yeah. Um, also, yeah. If, you, if you play this with a with an HDR TV, it's almost absurd. <laughs> it looks yeah. like a, it looks like a fucking sci-fi game at time. It's so bright and over yeah, the, the top in a way it that is I really almost like. a little. Yeah. No, it's good. It's yes. I think like the, the visuals cannot be understated, especially because it it doesn't translate over video very very well because mm-hmm. of YouTube compression. Uh, it is an amazingly beautiful game, and I think. But I think that that for me it only lasted so long, and I've obviously played more than you have. Um, yeah. And after a certain point, it's like, yep, there's another beautiful, meaningless visual. You know, that's that's sort of where it ended up. Um, where I like, yeah, I would again, I would be compelled to play through this. Pro- I would, I would, I think I have it in me to like do everything in this game if it had just that, just that something, that something special to it. You know. Yeah, and I know what you mean. After, I don't know how much playtime I have because there's no way to check. After X amount of playtime, the visuals and the combat, just it all just sort of stopped being interesting. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's but fair. It, it really is tremendously good to look at. And also, I, I have a note down. Uh, there's I like the music. There's a lot of just nice music when you're wandering around yeah. as well. It's got, yeah, the, the game has good vibes when you're when you're just on your horse. Playing your little uh, flute. Playing your little flute, yes. Uh, and I think those good vibes sort of, they highlight the lack of style in the storytelling even more because mm. it feels so cinematic, unscriptedly cinematic. Um, and then when it gets to scripted, it's like, 
a basic cable TV drama, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Like Usually it's like reverse for most games. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a bummer. Um, yeah. I don't know what else there is. I have like a bunch of little things, but like... Yeah, I, me too. I have little things. Can I list uh, two little things? Go for it. Um, oh, man, I don't, I don't know why they didn't do this. <laughs> so in the game, there is a side activity where you can cut bamboo. Best side activity. It's a good little side activity. It's I like really that. satisfying. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And I noticed um, that there's like proper physics with the bamboo. Uh, I don't know if you you had it happen, but one of like one time I did it, one of the cut off pieces of the bamboo just stayed where it was. I was like, wow, oh neat, it's such That's a clean fun. cut. It didn't even like fall to the ground. Um, so I tried to cut bamboo in the game, and it doesn't do anything. Oh, oh no, I never. Cut and it's that. like, yeah. come on, man, you you made it like it isn't a. I'm pretty sure it isn't a scripted, you know, copy and paste animation. I'm pretty sure it's real physics. So just. Why? Come on! There's a bamboo cutting mini game. I want to cut bamboo in the game. It's the first thing I tried was to slash some bamboo. Like, wouldn't that be so fun? Five bucks says the PS5 upgrade. You can cut the bamboo, and they couldn't do it because of the PS4 CPU. Maybe, but there wasn't like fields. Well, actually, I'm fine. You know, seeing the whole map. So maybe there was like a whole field of bamboo, and you can't cut down the whole field of physics objects. But it's a little, ah. uh, a little inside baseball. But like Horizon, the foliage in Horizon didn't react to you when you walked through it on PS4. <clears throat> Because of the CPU, it couldn't couldn't handle okay. it. Okay. On PC, the foliage will now react to you. So I reckon that that's probably just like a, a horsepower limitation. Because it, I think, yeah, I saw other people say that as well. It's like, well, you because it would be really satisfying to you know do like Zelda and just yeah. run through and just slice up all the bamboo and then it just but, is going back next time. You're you probably through. right. You're probably right. I allow it to pass. It was just kind yeah. of like it's what it was just one of those things that just like stacked up. Tried to kick someone off a cliff, tried to cut bamboo, and I was just like, let me do something. Um, and my last one is, there's a really weird thing in the game which feels borderline broken, where there will be a hostage in a camp, and, like, you alert the enemies, and then one will run up to kill the hostage, but he never does. He just stands at the hostage and yells at it with his back to you. Oh, I, I had him kill them once for me. Only, I only swear, once. <laughs> I had one guy wait there for like 30 seconds. I'm like, yeah, I would say it so, feels yeah. broken. What, <laughs> yeah. If you're going to kill the hostage, what are you doing yelling at him? Like, ah, ah, ah. you have your back to me. And also, as soon as they go into the animation of, uh, you know, the icons on my head, I'm hostage kill man. They just like diagro from you and you can just start like unloading on them. And they don't look at you and you can just slash the shit out of them. They just turn their back to a, a deadly samurai. It's just, it felt so weird, immersion-breaking and broken. I, I don't, that was just really weird to me. I would actually run in and you could use the hostage as bait. And the people who would aggro to the hostage were, it was just a free kill. Because you could just slash him in the back. And then you would just wait for another guy to aggro onto the hostage and just repeat it. It felt like untested and broken. That was a really weird part to me. That's funny. Uh, yeah, the AI in the game is just a bit. I don't know. It's, it's not bad. very good. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty basic. Yeah. Um, I did, you know. Not also. This is harsh because we just played The Last of Us Two before this, but the faces, you know, after Last of Us Two, just a bit of you know tech withdrawal. And I know that's yeah, not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Naughty Dog is the best in the game, but like after Naughty Dog, you just like you look at their faces. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. 
Um, we for, I forgot to mention the, uh, the the guiding wind mechanic is really oh, good. Yes. It's really yes. cool. It's super effective. Yeah, it's amazing how, how good it is. And um, it's probably the, the one takeaway from the game where you're like, what is the coolest thing Ghost of Tsushima did? And it's that wind mechanic. Yeah. Uh, really like intelligent it. problem solving with visual design. It's really yeah. good. I always like when someone finds a solution of that is, we don't want a HUD. How do we mm-hmm. convey this information? And it's it's really smart and super effective. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, there are a few times where you have, well, there's more than a few, uh, stealth missions, main missions, and you have to get to a specific spot in that mission. And there are a few times where the guiding wind is not active mm-hmm. and there's no objective marker in the HUD either. And so you the result is it's a insta fail stealth mission where I don't know where I'm supposed to be going. Just put a yeah. giant indicator on my screen please game. Like just just do it. And sometimes it would and sometimes it wouldn't. And when it wouldn't, oh my god, was it ever frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um Don't put insta fail stealth missions in your video games people. No, like, what, what are we doing? fucking year is this? Why Ugh. I I somehow like I'm you know, <laughs> I, I I don't know how this didn't happen, but I never failed any of those. And I never wow. even had problems with them. I got through them all easily, but uh, that's a miracle. It really is, because I feel like... There's also tailing least, missions. Sorry to there's interrupt. Also there's also tailing missions. There's tailing yeah. missions. So yeah, let me... I, 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 I made a little list of ways in which this game is weirdly specific to old Assassin's Creed. You get mm-hmm. berserk darts, and oh, yeah. also... You'll never use them, just like in Assassin's Creed. You use them in the <laughs> tutorial, and then never again. Yeah. Uh, as I said earlier, you become a giant Beyblade of Death. Uh, poison the Grog mission. You can bet that's oh, yeah. in the game. Um, turret missions. Tailing nice. missions. Insta-fail stealth missions. Uh, f- a friend that makes you cool shit, a la Leonardo da Vinci in Assassin's <laughs> Creed 2. You have one of those in this game. He's not, you know... A famous historical figure but he makes you the cool stuff um i don't know if you had this but unreliable climbing because uh yeah I, yeah like m- mostly for like the tree arms yeah i would yeah, just fall like, to the ground you have this non-climbing you know magnetized non-climbing mechanic that where you barely have to do anything except sometimes it just you just it just doesn't work hmm um, and then specific to new Assassin's Creed, this game has the instant looting, which I will say every video game should have. Uh, yeah, I also like its really streamlined uh, currency system. Like yes. just his supplies and yeah. iron and like linen. And there's like five, well, there's a bit more, but it's and leather, really like, I think, and that's about it. Yeah, it's really straightforward. A weird compliment, but the menus are all like really, I think, nicely streamlined. Yes, yeah. Bit, bit specific, and, but and I love that you. I love. I loved it when I first played Origins, where you just you just click one button and there's no animation. You just instantly have it. Yeah, uh, on the horse as well. On the horse as well. Really good. Every game should do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, except, I wish this game knew how to use more than the right trigger for interactions because. Uh, I got into a mode where I would just be running through the camp, spamming R two, picking everything up, and then sometimes I would crawl under something yeah because it's yeah. the same fucking button <laughs> yeah like there are a lot of buttons on the controller and i feel like this game just knows how to use r2 anyway uh-huh. it was a small yeah, thing i did that uh but it drove me i it happened a lot and it would it would annoy me 
Um, I like the bamboo strike stuff. I think the haikus are real corny. Uh, <laughs> I like them, absolutely. And I just, I just click on the first one each time. I just go boop, 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 boop. Oh, I would make my haiku. I would. Ne- I never did it. I, I think I. This would be terrible, but it would also be funny to me. Uh, is if you could compose improper haiku and it would just fail <laughs> <laughs> like one uh, syllable in each line yeah uh, the map is really good i think assassin's yeah. creed games are bad about overwhelming ubisoft games rather are bad about overwhelming with the map and the, their fog of war system for slowly revealing things is really effective mm-hmm. and the, the fact that you can fast travel everywhere is amazing as well yeah uh the load times are very good, even though they apparently could have been better, but they stretched them out so you could read their stupid yeah, tooltips. what the fuck was Bullshit. that? Bullshit. Great idea. Um, it's really good about letting you abandon objectives and oh, re- yeah. resume yeah. them later on. Yeah, uh, that's, that's really good. That's one of the me- the things about a, uh, Ubisoft games that pisses me off so much is you, you're not allowed to stray off at all. Mm-hmm. And this game, you wander too far, it just pauses yeah. the mission and it changes the icon to a sort of a little arrow symbol and that's great every game should allow you to do that especially an open world game you should be able to just walk off, walk away um there is a system where the, mm-hmm. the the stealthier you play the more stormy the weather gets oh okay and i think it's broken because i never ever was stealthy and it's constantly thunderstorming in my game and <laughs> this is genuinely one of the reasons i won't play i i've sort of stopped playing it is because it's constantly thunderstorming and you can play <laughs> you can play, play the flute uh, you can so uh, you can play the flute and it clears the weather and within 90 seconds it's thunderstorming again maybe it's story progression well i've beaten the story oh oh uh, yeah i don't know um so that's a bummer um, it's a small thing, but you know, it, it just, it's a, it's a weird bummer that it happened. Like, let me see the beautiful blue skies. Um, oh, can I, can I be really nitpicky while we're here? Yeah. yeah the swim, yeah, yeah. the swimming looks weird. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't sink under the water at all. It's really odd. Yeah. <laughs> he just floats. <laughs> anyway, I'm nitpicking. Um, the photo mode is extremely good. Oh, yeah. Oh, last really specific one, but it, it honestly bugged me like more than it probably should have. It's really weirdly annoying and hard to find merchants at the camps because they don't draw in the objective indicator until you're really close and it's really small. Yeah, they're not on the map. You can't no, just and run so around. I only ever knew where everything was at the Golden Temple, and so I only ever went there. Yeah, it's uh, a weird, like, weird choice. You go to you get like three or four camps that have everything, and I. I don't know where anything is there because I would run around. And I'm like, just where's the fucking armorer? I cannot find him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's a small thing, but uh, it's just, you know. I thought the uh, cosmetics in the game were pretty cool. You can like, change, you know, pretty yep. much everything. Nice bit yep. of variety. Yeah, I used the uh, the red Clan Sakai samurai armor for that as soon as I got it. I, I can't remember what I went for. I think like white and black or something. And I also put on, you know, varyingly goofy masks and never saw my guy's face after about the four <laughs> hour mark yeah um that's it that's it those are all my notes i think yeah, me too i had a consistently fine time with it you know there were fucking, okay. there were moments there were moments that were better there were only a couple and there were moments where i was frustrated but 
I don't know where I saw this written. I wasn't regarding this game, but I, I like the wording. It's like a dull hum of enjoyment, you know? And <laughs> yeah. it's just sort of like, it's July. There's nothing to do. And it occupied, you know, like a week. And I wasn't mad like I was with The Last of Us. And it was fine. Yeah. It was, it was fine. I wish it was a lot better, though. Yeah, I would say I was disappointed by it. Yeah, I would say I was and wasn't. I think it mostly was exactly what I expected. It just, I was sort of hoping it would have that something special to it, but it just doesn't, I don't it's think. It's just, um, I just think it's too long and repetitive. Oh God, yeah. Like, why, it's so, there's so much stuff in this game. It's so fucking long. I feel like I've I've played an entire Assassin's Creed worth of content, and I I finished the first island, and you know I don't have to a hundred percent it, but I don't, but I just didn't think there was going to be two more islands. <laughs> I'm the same I size. probably I probably would, hundred percent if there was like fifty percent as much stuff, like fifty oh, yeah. percent or less. I think that's something that Horizon did really well for me. Like Horizon is very much a Ubisoft game. Uh, you have towers, you have outposts, you mm-hmm. have, you know, all these things. But, like, the towers in the game, okay, there's, like, six of them, I think. Yeah. You know, there's, like, maybe a maybe a dozen enemy outposts. Like, they they, they were restrained, and it was it felt manageable. And yeah, or, like, God of War, an even better yes. example. Yeah, and God of War, less so a Ubisoft game, but, you know, you... It, 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 it had it's some a very side manageable, stuff, and it had, yes. you know, like, five... Or less of them, of each one of them. Yeah, and it's very manageable. And this, it's just, there's there's like 50 of everything. And mm-hmm. everything in this game is interesting maybe the first five times, and there's 50 of them. And it's yeah. just, it's just, yeah, it is way too long. It's way too long, it's way too big, and it should have been 50%, maybe even 30% as much content in there. Mm-hmm. And... And I think if if they had done that, and if they'd made the side quest stuff and the main story stuff more interesting, and then just left everything else the same except reduce the amount of stuff in it by fifty percent or more, uh, I probably would have probably would have come close to or, or to hundred percenting it. You know, it, it, it's but you just it just feels like I'm not making any progress. Uh, yeah, I just, do like six fox dens and bamboo strikes and then zoom out and I'm like, "Oh my god, there's still 30 in this southern island alone." Uh Yeah, I just I don't know. My conclusion is I just got bored of it. Like yeah, that's it. Yeah, me too. Me and too. but the time I played of it, the 20 hours on that first island, I thought were fine. Yeah. I me, would but, agree you know, completely. I really liked Infamous, and I just didn't really love Ghost of Tsushima, so it's just, it's a bit of a disappointment. I'm not, like, heartbroken, like the people who came yes. out at the end of The Last of Us 2, feeling like yeah. someone destroyed their favorite IP. It was just like I was expecting, like, you know, a little bit I, more. Yeah, I was expecting it to like it more based on how much I liked the Infamous games, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Infamous games are not, you know, like, the most amazing games ever made, but they're really solid and enjoyable comfy yeah. open world games and second son was good about not having too much it was a manageable sized game it's yeah. probably because it was a launch game or more or less um and this game they worked on for six years instead of you know two years or whatever um but yeah i was i was hoping to let's say this i probably would have preferred a new infamous game <laughs> yeah me too um but i'm glad that they made something new you know 
Uh, yeah, whatever. And, and they, <laughs> and you know, we finally got the the long awaited Assassin's Creed Feudal Japan, and it was yeah. it's a good Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, like, yeah. I like it more than any other Assassin's Creed game game this generation, except for maybe Black Flag. But Black Flag was more like Black Flag kind of sucks, except all the sailing stuff and mood of that game is mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah. Whereas this game, you know, yeah, I think it's a very solid older style Assassin's Creed game and uh, you know it was it was yeah uh, yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. just man yeah. well well <laughs> uh... I'm sure that would be you know I'm sure this was a very nice quick short episode to put together Jameson you know just a yeah. only a two and a half hour chat about The Last of Us and then like an hour of Ghost just you know just yeah. Probably sub four hours, a nice quick video to chuck out. Well, we made you. it long so that people have something to listen to, you know, because right. the next episode of this probably won't be until, I don't know, the end of November, where we spend nine hours talking about the 40 different games that have come out, because yeah. August is done, there's nothing worth talking about. You know, we're no, we don't need to talk about Horizon or Microsoft Flight Simulator, even though I'm excited <laughs> for both of those. September has Avengers, but I am not playing that game. Uh, my mind. We'll see. I mean, I'll play the beta and see, and then be like, ah, this game, I don't need to play it. Um, and then, you know, October doesn't start popping off until the end of October. And, that, and so the next episode might be a fall... A big fall End of the year off. special. And my keep on. sweet Jesus, there could be a lot of things to talk about. Uh, mm, I, mean, I hope so. Bare minimum, we will theoretically talk about, I don't know, Cyberpunk and Halo, let's say. Mm-hmm. If if both of those ship this year. <laughs> yeah. If not, then it'll be, we'll be talking about Watch Dogs 3 and... Oh yeah, I forgot about Assassin's that. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And we're no, not, we're not talking about we're that. We're not talking about that game. We're never no, going to play it. I'm not playing that game. Um, That's enough Assassin's you... Creed for like two years for me. Yes. Maybe like six years for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try Watch Dogs for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll probably be a while before the next episode, but you know, games are weird this year. It's a, it's a console launch year. Everyone wants to ship with the console, so yeah, it'll be a very congested three weeks in November probably mm-hmm. and a nine hour long podcast will follow probably in December yeah but you know until then you have four hours of us talking shit to get you to that point I <laughs> uh, hope everyone is doing well in the world in this very strange yeah. time uh, thank you for listening and uh, we will see you uh, when things get pretty interesting we, uh, it might even, I don't know, include a discussion of the Xbox, uh, sorry, the PlayStation 5. Maybe we would, you know, <laughs> yeah, just right. put in a yes, little review true. of the console in there. I don't know. We have to figure it out. We also have um, top 10 of the generation to figure out sometime this year. Oh, my God. After Cyberpunk. So, yeah, if you like these long chats, you're going to have quite a lot of content coming soon. But until then, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.